I'm Zack Snyder. And I'm Aiden Matthews. And welcome back to another YouTube podcast, the one-stop shop for anything and everything related to YouTube. Are you at the point now where that intro you can say in your sleep? Like, is it that memorized to this point or, or not? Let me tell you how <laughs> memorized some of my intros are. Uh-huh. I was looking at some old recap videos on, on Zack Snyder Productions the other mm. day. And I was like, just kind of like make a couple of them unlisted. And I thought about it and I can still say my fucking intro to recap. Yeah. And I haven't made one of those since like June. <laughs> yeah. Last year. I'm like that so, with all my older series. Midnight vlogs, questions on the couch. I still have them. Yeah. I thought it was pretty wild. But yeah, um, I can, I got that, that shit in my sleep. It's no problem. How many episodes do you think it takes before you're like fully... Like memorize it. Like, what do you think on average? Probably a, probably a, at least ten. I think. I think it's somewhere between five and ten. Okay, that I makes think sense. Kind of like, figure it out. It's like the Your Everyday Nerd intro. Like, I got that down for just about every every day, and I change it up uh, a little bit for every episode. But uh, like the basics, the I format of it, yeah. Also, doing my sleep, yeah. Like originally, all of my scripts for those had the entire, like, format and shit written out, and now they just don't, because I don't need it in there. Mm-hmm. You kind of figure it easy. out as you go. Yeah. Cool. But, um, we're here to talk about YouTube, everybody. How's that? <laughs> Whoa, dude! <laughs> On this YouTube <laughs> podcast, we're actually going to talk about YouTube? What the Sometimes heck? we do that, yeah. Sometimes, it's revolutionary. Yeah. Really. An ingenious concept. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. So, you want to tell the audience what our main topic is before we go into our other shit? So this one was a topic that I literally came up with five or so minutes ago. And I'm like, hey, let's just do an episode about our YouTube pet peeves, both from the platform YouTube and from the people on the site. Because, believe it or not, uh, me and Zach are not always puppies and sunshine about YouTube. We got a lot of shit to say. <laughs> and so for the next hour or two, we're just going to complain about all the things that bug us about YouTube. So if you want an angry boy episode, this might be, this might be the one for you. I think, uh, I think our tradition is like every 10 episodes, let's just complain about something. <laughs> People, like people like these episodes. People like their my college favorite. one, you know, <laughs> yeah. people like this format that we do. I, I guess it's because like, Every episode, we try to be level-headed. We try to be like, hey, there are problems, but there are ways to go around it. And, you know, people have a good heart. Like, all this sort of stuff. Trying to be, like, ambassadors for the platform or whatever. Uh, This episode is not that. (laughs) This is the worst. The worst of the worst. I agree. Yeah. So get ready. Bad YouTube rewind. (laughs) Strap in. (laughs) Cause uh, we we just gonna we're just gonna complain. Yep, that's that's what's gonna be. Um, hopefully though, uh, my buddy Chris at the Rewired Soul, he has this uh, saying. He's like, talk about the problem, focus on the solution. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I I love it. I I do love it because a lot of people talk about problems but never focus on the solution. So maybe we can also find some solutions for these. Right. Um, I'm sure that's gonna come up in our in our thing. I think the solution, though, is just, like, therapy for us. <laughs> so we can... I... I agree. <laughs> if you really think about it, like, 
<laughs> this podcast is not to help you guys. It's to help it us. It is our therapy sessions. <laughs> and there's a solution, right? So even yeah, if we just bitch for like two hours, we'll feel good about it at the very least. <laughs> uh, yeah, for real. But no, Zach's right. We'll try to present some solutions here and there and uh, help you guys out because, again, this podcast is about value. If we don't give you anything and just complain, well then, I mean, Noose is right over there. <laughs> they're not they're not difficult to find. I agree. <laughs> uh, but anyways, let's jump into our first section, as we always do on this wonderful, wonderful podcast. Your week on YouTube, trademark. Ooh. Trademark. Your favorite. Um, also, did you see the um, did you see the different uh, screens and shit? That we had I did. It looked really really cool. You guys, hey. you guys at home have already seen it, um, but because we're like a week ahead, I haven't had a chance to see it until now. Because um, Zach was the one who made it, and they look really really clean. Uh, I like all the extra details hey. you added with like the topic and who's speaking and all that sort of shit. It looks really nice. Yeah, I think it's gonna be, I think it's gonna be cool for the the people to watch on YouTube, um, just to like a little bit of bonus stuff. <laughs> yeah, like if they don't know where they are in the podcast, they can just kind of like scroll through it and find out exactly where it is. And it looks a lot better than the whole like white paper thing we had going for it. Yeah, so. we're all dark mode. Dark mode, baby. I like it. Um, I also hate it because now I have to go through every episode. But you know, whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> what three hours? I don't. I don't know what oh, you're talking about. It's not that. It's not that hard. I don't have to listen to the whole thing. You just kind of. But it takes bits and it takes pieces. about like thirty minutes to get through everything when it used to just take me like five. But it's fine. All right. Anyways, that's Gucci. Uh, your week on YouTube. Do you want me to start? I went last time, last so time it is started. your turn. You would remind me. Yeah, I would be the guy to tell you that. <laughs> yeah. So, this week on YouTube, let me tell you right quick. Uh, I got a lot done. You did. Which is weird. You did. It was, uh, yeah, it was weird. Um, So, the week before this past week, I came back from, you know, it's the new year. I had, like, a week off. I was like, all right, got to come in with these, like, well, I think I started on a Wednesday. Yeah, I was like, I got to come in on this Wednesday, do the Thursday, Friday, Saturday episodes, and then come back and have a solid, like, week after that. And I've, I've had, like, a good 10 days in a row, which has been nice, of actually putting out the episodes like I said I was going to. Damn. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, so that's dope. Uh, but then I also... So I've had this issue from the very beginning of creating the show. Uh, one of the things that I know does really well on YouTube is when you like talk about trending topics. Right. And that's why one of my days in, in my Your Everyday Nerd show is Trendy Tuesday. It sounds dumb, but it lets me like hop on trending topics immediately. Mm-hmm. The problem is trending topics happen all the fucking time. So it's like... I could talk about Aquaman when it comes out on that Tuesday, but I might have something else that's a little bit more pressing for that Tuesday, so I'll push Aquaman back another week. But, oh, shit, there's something else that's come out a little bit that's just come out that I also could talk about this week, so I'm going to push that Aquaman review back another week. And then what ends up happening is a month later, 
this movie's been out. I don't really want to talk about it anymore because I haven't seen it yet and it's not trending yet or it's not trending anymore. So I've put myself in a position where that was just like a missed topic. Yeah. And since the rest of my show revolves around like Thursdays, I talk about old shit. Like none of that's trending. And and there's like these different days where I have these different themes. It puts puts me in a position where there's a lot that I want to cover that's newer. Um, but I don't want to... I don't want to sacrifice the format I have for the show. I don't want to sacrifice the other potential stuff that I can talk about just to be another channel that talks about new stuff all the time. Right. You still Um, want that balance, obviously. Right. Right. Because the, the thing that I love about your everyday nerd is that it, it's almost like a portfolio of all the different media stuff that I've watched or played. Mm-hmm. And I like that about it, and I want to keep it that way. Um, but anyways, long story short, this was a problem that I was having for about a month. And uh, the solution to that problem came out of a joke. Uh, <laughs> this first. is my favorite part. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so, Zach thinks of this idea. He's like, what am I going to do with this new concept? And, <laughs> and the first episode of it's hilarious, but continue. continue. Well, well, here's the here's the uh, like timeline for this. Okay. I didn't even think of this solution until a joke had been made in my DMs. <laughs> like, I realized that there was this problem that I was having where I would like push back things and realize maybe I'm not just not going to be able to talk about this training topic at all. I'm just going to have to push forward. I realized this problem for the last like month and a half. But the solution came out of my boy Jay the Zoomster. Wow. Finally coming in handy. <laughs> posted posted in my um posted in the DMs. He's like, you should have done a trendy Tuesday on Mo Bamba or Sicko Mode, a critical analysis of the biggest hits of 2018. <laughs> I love that. And fucking I title. was like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, that's going out today. <laughs> It's 1.22 a.m. on a Tuesday. Damn. And I'm like, that's going out today. And he's like, LMAO, you joking, right? And I'm like, tell me I won't do it. <laughs> and then I'm like, I'm putting out two Trendy Tuesdays today. And then he's like, you for real? I'm like, maybe. So, you know, I get a little bit of sleep. I wake up. I get my video out that day, which was uh, fucking, what was it? Not important, probably, because I can't even think about it. Oh, it's this comic book show. That came out recently, and there was like a humble bundle, comic book bundle about that new show. So I was like, "Ooh, look at that! That going in the sponsorship section." Hey, and it's trendy. Uh, but anyways, I got that done, and then I was like, "Let me write this sicko mode or Mobamba joke video." <laughs> <laughs> and I I write it. I write out the script, and I'm like, "This is funny. I want to upload this." How can I make this into something that, like, how can I just, can I just upload an extra video today? And I've been wanting to upload extra videos just for the hell of it. And so I came up with this concept. Um, originally, it was going to be, like, the extra sodes or extra episode or whatever. Um, but I came up with something unique called the B-Sides. Oh, yeah. Clever. And it's, yeah, I like it. But basically what it is is it allows me to upload an extra video per day in your everyday nerd. Um, they're shorter. They don't have a sponsorship section on it. Um, and it's more of a focus towards 
newer trendy topics that I can just kind of put out there. Um, I like the concept. I've got I've got quite a few that's gonna hopefully be coming out this upcoming week. Mm-hmm. So that sounds cool. Yeah. And uh, um, for those of you who don't get the reference to what the B side's name is and why it's kind of a cool thing, because um, I didn't for a while because I'm not like a music guy or whatever. Right. But basically, to my knowledge, back in the day when you had records or cassettes or I think even CDs had them, if I'm not mistaken, but you would get all your main tracks, aka the A side of it, which is the stuff you would typically pay to get the record for, like those specific songs. But then if you were to flip it over onto the B side, you would get some like extra sort of bonus material. So Zach was using that as kind of like a your everyday nerds, the stuff you come for every day. But if you, you know, you kind of flip that side over a little bit, get a little bit of extra stuff. Uh, here we have the B-sides. So Exactly. It's a really cool name that took me a while to get the reference for, but I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, okay. I got it now. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where the fuck that came from. Like, I don't know how I thought of that. Because I was literally on the toilet thinking of, what am I going to call this hmm. these extra episodes? I don't want to call it extra sodas. That sounds so fucking dumb. I don't want to call it. <laughs> Who like, would do that? <laughs> <laughs> Who would do that? I don't want to call it extra. Like it could have been your everyday nerd extra. That's what it was going to end up being. And then like fucking extra. the B sides came to me. Like, That's dope. I like I like the sound of that. Yeah. And it works. Um, but yeah. So I've got like it's going to allow me to talk about like Netflix movies when they come out because I can do that a lot easier than the new movies in the theaters. Um, some of the newer anime, I'll be able to do like shorter episodes of that because I know it'll do well in the algorithm. Um, and I want to talk about this stuff anyways. That's like my biggest, like, uh, what do you call it? I'm not going to make these episodes just for the views. I'm going to make these episodes if I have the idea to do them. Mm -hmm. So like, they're not guaranteed every day. There might not even be one some weeks. But if I, there's something that came out that I want to talk about and I can make a coherent, like, little script about it without, you know, rambling on, then, then I'll do it. Fair enough. It's a good idea. And I think you could, I think you could even take it past the scope of just having it be an extra trendy Tuesday and use it for, like, whatever day. Or even, I agree. Even to the point where, because I know I run into this problem a lot where, like, I have a video and I have a lot to say, but it's too long. So all the stuff ends up getting cut. You can have a B sides just focusing on like one particular aspect of a video that didn't get put in. Right. That's true. Something that would make the video like longer or you take that bit, put it into a B side and call it a day. Right. Like you could have it for extra topics, extra moments, um, extra movies or just memes yeah. in general. Like I think there's a lot of potential <laughs> exactly. with that concept. Yeah. So I like it. I'm glad that it's a thing. Um, of course, this doesn't mean my workload's going to be more because I'm a dumbass, but I, I like the concept enough that I want to roll with it for a while. Um, like, I already know that I'm probably going to do an episode on each individual uh, Oscar Best Picture nomination. Mm-hmm. Because originally, and I'm still going to do this, but originally it was just going to be like a Trinity Tuesday episode on all nine movies ranking them kind of like I did last year in a separate video, but it'll be your everyday nerd. Uh, but now I can actually do like three to four minutes or three to six minute videos on each movie and talk about them without like 
having to get it through it really quickly. So that'll be dope. Indeed. Um, but that was the main thing that happened this past week. Aside um, from just uploading. <laughs> right, 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 right. I put out a lot of videos. Um, I changed up a couple of thumbnails this morning because some of them were not so good. Oh, I didn't even notice uh, those. Which ones? Uh, Iron Man, Twilight, and uh, Sanshiro Sugata. Little Japanese film. Changed up those thumbnails. Made them look better. Oh, and my favorite things in 2018. Because I was not happy with those thumbnails. Hey, let me see, because I don't remember that one. Yeah. Oh, now it's all like explosion. Okay. <laughs> Which one? There's like a fire background now. This is kind of dope. I don't know what this uh, is. The favorite things of 2018. Yeah, it's so it's wallpaper from the uh, J. Cole album. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah you just zoomed in on yeah. it. <laughs> Clever yeah. dog. It's, it's it's a really good it's a really good wallpaper. I found like an actual just like just that uh, art design on there. So Damn. Like it, yeah, it, it was a lot better than what I had before that. I put that together way too fast. I'm still gonna change a couple more. Um, probably in the next week. Oh, they're right. The Iron Man one does look better. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the old one. It wasn't even good. <laughs> it wasn't good. <laughs> I don't know what fucking Iron Man logo you had found last time that, like, wasn't the movie one. It was, like, this it was, weird ass. I knew it was a different one, but I was like, I'm just going to go with this. Uh, I think it was, like, an animated series one or something like that. Oh. But, yeah, the movie one fits a lot better. <laughs> Agreed. Um, I will say one of the things I've noticed in the last couple of weeks, which is a good thing, um, but is also really weird is that like, like things are moving up for the channel. Like analytics are going up for the first time. And like, they're, they're not just like gradually, like it's, it's starting to like move a little bit more than it ever has been, which is super weird. Um, it's nice. Uh, it's just, it's just different territory because I've never had, I've never had a couple of months where subscribers just kind of came at like one to two per day. And that's what it's been for, like, the last month. Damn. And it's, yeah, yeah, I didn't know that was possible. It's almost as if, if you upload videos of a series consistently, uh, people will watch. What? <laughs> Who would have known? Uh, I think it's also funny that I lose a couple, like, throughout each month now. It's, like, the last two months I've lost probably about 10 to 20 different subscribers. Uh, but I've been gaining those back. So it's like a lot of the old people that sub for older stuff or for a giveaway or whatever, they're starting to leave, uh, but new people are coming in, which is cool. Um, but also I'm noticing that like certain episodes are still getting very low views. Um, and I think that that's just going to happen for certain topics right now until the show becomes actually like until it actually goes somewhere. Yeah, there were a couple that were around the eight mark, but even those I'm seeing have gone up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was it was like this one about this old Japanese film. It had three views for a solid like forty eight hours, and I was like, oh, okay. I remember looking at your um, homepage where that episode and the Twilight episode came out. Like the Twilight episode, it just came out, and the Twilight one already yeah. had three views according to your homepage, but. The uh, Akira Kurosawa one only had like none. It, had, it said no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like zero for a solid like twelve hours or something. It was weird. 
And then I watched it and the Twilight one back to back. And I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I, I think the problem with that was, number one, I put that video out on Friday morning instead of Thursday like it was supposed to go out. Right. And then number two, it's, it's such a niche topic. Yeah, you kind of have to know um, your shit. <laughs> yeah. But uh, one of the other things that I've been looking into is uh, I'm trying to get better at SEO again because uh, I kind of plateaued at that. Um, but vidIQ, uh, which I think you use, correct? I use a bit of both, vidIQ and Duba. Yeah, vidIQ. Yeah, so I use both as well. Um, but one thing that vidIQ has that's really nice is this like keyword score. So you can post, you can like type in a tag or it's like Akira Kurosawa. I type this up into the, the YouTube search. It shows me that it has a search volume of 83 and a competition score of 42. And basically what that means is that the search volume, like there's 83 out of 100 people are looking for a video about Akira Kurosawa, while 42 out of 100 people are are also are making videos for that topic, which means... There's a market. But there's a whole... Exactly. That's exactly what it means. That there's a market for it. Um, so I'm starting to look into those a little bit more. And I'm going to use that as... I'm going to use tags and certain search terms as a basis of, first off, getting better tags and better SEO. But also choosing certain episodes that I'm going to do and prioritizing certain episodes. Because... While in two years, when the channel is better than it is now, like undoubtedly it'll be better in two years than it is now, I can do a video on something that has more competition and it'll do just as well as the other videos. Mm-hmm. But if I find something that I know is going to hit well, like this Seinfeld video that I did that's got like 500 views now, if I can do more things like that, then the channel will It'll grow quicker that way, basically. That's true. You got to find those uh, diamond in the rough topics, if you will, and get exactly. to them. Get to them quick, right? Because that's the other thing. Just because Akira Kurosawa is not a huge market now doesn't mean like tomorrow or in two days, like somebody, some big YouTuber makes a video about it and then it just, you know, <laughs> that takes exactly. up views and topics. So, like, if you find that market for all you listening at home, like, you got to capitalize on it. Or it doesn't mean anything. Right? You can't sit Definitely. on that idea for a month hoping that it's still going to be the same. Right? Like, you know? Exactly. That's the point. Because it's like, I could, like, end the week of the Best Picture nominations for the Oscars, I could cover something completely different that day. But I have a sneaking suspicion that those Oscar videos are going to do better than a Netflix movie. Who knows? Mm hmm. It could be. It could go either way, um, but I, I think I think a better way to know is I know my Mega Man videos aren't doing too well, right? Um, just because it's an old game and whatever. But the main reason I'm doing them is because I want to play through the games and I want to review them all. Um, but if I can find other topics that I know are going to do better that are already in my schedule and do them sooner, then that'll be more beneficial in the in the short term. Uh, while my long-term goals are obviously just making as many videos as I can about things that I want to make them about. Yeah. Still want to be having fun. uh, Exactly. Exactly. That's number one priority. Um, yeah, that's, that was the week. 
Um, it was a good week. It was, it was, it was a solid week for YouTube. Um, still a little stressful, you know, but whatever. Mm-hmm. It's what it is. I feel you, I feel you, dog. We're gonna be complaining about some of that stuff <laughs> later on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> Ironically. Save it. <laughs> yeah. Save that shit. Um, so, my week on YouTube trademark, uh, you know how, like, out in, um, Lake Nevada in California, there's just, like, all this desert <laughs> land. <laughs> like, no life there, but just a lot of, like, uh, sand and hot sun and pain, right? But, but very few, like, oasis spots in there. Um, that was my week on YouTube. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> I'm the yes. desert. Uh, in all oh, seriousness, boy. without being vague and making stupid desert analogies, um... My week on YouTube did not pan out exactly how I thought it would be, and I talked about it on the last podcast episode, warning my uh, future self, hey, college is coming up, you're going to need to be able to, you know, stay on track with back to the video games and all that sort of thing, because school's going to take up a lot of time, and sure enough, school took up a lot of time, (laughs) so here we are, (laughs) back at it again. Uh, There were a couple of things that contributed to me not having a back to the video games what two days ago Friday the 18th yeah um some of them were on a creative level like for example my topic of like top 10 games of 2018 like you realizing that I didn't have a lot of 2018 games to mention kind of made the video mm-hmm. seem pointless um so I had to look for another topic and I thought hey why not do like top 10 uh, Switch games that have come out, like, so far, right? Like, 10 of the best Switch right. games, now that we're done with, like, year two or whatever, uh, and just and just go with that. Um, but, <laughs> and this was the next problem, last weekend I had brought up that I was doing a bunch of collab projects with other people, and by the time I got all that stuff done and got my school stuff ready, I had to go. And because my set is at home and not at school, it's impossible to record back to the video games when I'm at college Monday through Friday. So Saturday and Sunday is the only time I could do it. I did think about like, I had my right. camera with me and I could have like filmed in my truck, but it was like rainy and nasty and shitty. And I didn't, <laughs> I didn't feel in like a good mood that day or most days. Cause <laughs> going back to school does not do wonders for your mental health. Uh, <laughs> you know, no, it does not. <laughs> Weird how that works out. Uh, and, just, and then just, like, finally, like, going back to school was rough because I had five classes. One of them wasn't working out. I tried to replace that class with a different one, and then that one was even worse. So now I'm down to four. Oh, right. That's right. <laughs> now I'm down to four classes, basically. And I like all four of them, uh, but because I dropped that class, I'm going to be even further and further behind of, like, graduating senior year, which, granted, it's not oh, really? impossible yet. It could still happen. Uh but I keep getting in scenarios where as soon as the semester starts, I, for whatever reason, find a way to screw myself over <laughs> in one way or another. <laughs> Whether that's, hey, let's change my major to broadcasting, or, hey, let's not do six classes, or I want to do this because this sounds fun, even though it doesn't count toward my uh, diploma at all. This is just a fun class I want to do. Yep. <laughs> and all of it begins to stack up over the course of, of two or three years. Uh so yeah, I, I was just like, you know what? Um, 
I like my four classes that I'm involved in now. I'm going to stick with those four. I'm going to have a fun time, and uh, we'll hit back at it next semester, right? Like, do what I can now, <laughs> basically, and uh, right. worry about what I can control later. Um, so that was a big part of a lot of that, of dealing with that sort of stuff. That first week of, of college was rough, obviously, but I'm back again, back home on the weekend. And here, I've actually been able to do a little bit more stuff. Um, some things that I can actually talk about. Lions Honor Gaming was actually nice. a big part of my workflow this week. Um, not only during the week did I make a little schedule graphic. Uh, I updated everybody in the mod chat with like a plan of action. Um, I added a couple of new series. Um, I got Jay on track. He has his internet back today, by the way. Uh, yeah. And so he has like Sonic, two of them rendered, and all he needs to do is render the finale and upload them. And I'm like, yo, Jay, upload them as soon as you can. I don't care if we get like three Sonics in a row. Fucking do it. Whatever, man. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, but yeah, I made a schedule and everything, and then I'm like, yo, let's just like try to tackle some of these series. Call Parker up uh, late last night, or not last night, the night before. I think the night yeah, I think before. it was the night before. I called Parker up the night before. Because he tried to get me in there, and I was like, I'm going to bed. Yeah, I'm going to bed. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> like, Yo, let's do that last episode of Stick Fight, because we had recorded three. Let's get a fourth one done. We did that. Yeah. And then uh, we're like, hey, let's record a bit of Smash Brawl, because we don't have a series on Sunday, and that could be like a cool one-off type thing. And then Parker was like, yo why don't we get somebody else involved in this? And then we call like Donovan up late at night. <laughs> like, Hey, really? what are you doing? Is, That's dope. So yeah, we, we played brawl through Parsec. Um, Donovan's internet couldn't handle it. So he just co-comped, but <laughs> those were really good episodes. All four of them were some of the best shit that I've done with Parker, like ever. Um, nice. So all of that, all that shit was good. And with stick fight and brawl being done along with fire red being done, an impossible seven series that need to be recorded by February are now only down to four. And one of them is Yoshi, yeah. which I'm going to have time to do now. Uh, so, yeah. And with Jay's internet coming back, uh, we're, we're going to be close to that February deadline. Uh, 11 days to be exact. <laughs> but yeah, for the first time, for the first time, it actually looks like, like we're going to actually turn this around. Like before, because I didn't feel too confident in it, because everybody was kind of doing their own thing. We were halfway through January. But I kind of rallied a little bit behind everybody. It was like, yo, let's get the shit done. Kyle's already, like, DMing people and finding shit to do. The schedule's done and ready. And we're just rocking it on that front. And I feel really proud of everybody for, uh, for like, getting your shit together. And, like, let's fucking do this. <laughs> so that yeah. was fun. It's exciting. I still got to get with Kyle and do some uh, Fire Emblem. Uh, Marjack messaged me earlier today with a, with a series idea. Ooh. Which is going to be pretty hype, and I'll mention that to you guys in the yeah, yeah. just DM in me. the Discord. Yeah, but uh, that that should be pretty cool. So, um, yeah, but uh, that's cool. Oh, and then one last thing. <laughs> this is the dumbest of all of it. So, I'm hyped. Donovan goes to bed. It's just me and Parker. It's like one a.m. or whatever. And I'm like, yo, you want to record something for your channel? Because I've never been on Parker's channel before. He's like, yeah, sure. What do you want to do? And I'm like, I just want to, I just want to talk for a while. Can we do like a podcast, something or other? He's like, Donovan did. Uh, no, Donovan went to bed. I'm with Parker at this point. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, Parker, let's just record a, a podcast type thing. He's like, okay. okay. Uh, come up with a That's with a name for it. <laughs> and the list of oh, possible no. podcast names. <laughs> Some of the no. best shit. 
<laughs> Tell me which one you like, all right? Here we go. Oh, no. <clears throat> I have them all listed here. Uh, possible podcast names. Two bros, one mic. <laughs> uh, gangbang time. Uh, an orgy of discussions. I like that one. That one's that was pretty good. Dicking around. Adam Sandler's The Jack and Jill Experience. <laughs> that one... That one would have been good, but I don't know about that one. Uh, I'm mining. It really do be like that sometimes. Uh, I don't feel so good. Life is an inescapable vortex of death and despair. Give me the podcast, Daddy. Peanut butter and sardines. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. Damn it, Bobby. Uh, the South rises. What slavery? Question mark. He eating beans. Whoa. Hit or miss. So my wife took the kids. How I met your Parker. That relatable moment when you nut, cleanup crew, ham in a cup, and in capital letters, he thick boy, he thick. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> so, a lot of winners in that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think my favorite is a mix between uh, hit or miss. Yeah. And uh, give me that podcast, daddy. Give me that podcast, <laughs> daddy. <laughs> I like the what slavery. <laughs> That was pretty epic. (laughs) I'm not sure. Uh, Bottom line, we didn't go with any of these. And instead went with a much simpler, nicer name. uh, Because we were making chain gang memes and lines on her, we decided to call the podcast The Other Side of the Fence. Holy uh, shit. (laughs) Me and Parker recorded the first episode of that, basically. And uh, it was interesting, to say the least. (laughs) It was a combination yeah. of, like, tired me and Parker going on, like, tangents. Uh, interesting tangents, but tangents nonetheless. And then by the end of it, I, like, wanted to die. <laughs> How long was it? Like an hour. An hour 30. Okay. Maybe. Not terribly long. Ooh. So is this going to be a recurring podcast? So the way I described it in the episode was, like, this podcast is literally going to be whenever me and Parker have time. Don't expect it. It's not on a schedule. This isn't, like, a... A new recurring series. This is just a once in a while thing that we di- that we did. Um, so once in a while, in fact, that we stole <laughs> the topic for that episode off the lines on our nerdcast uh, spreadsheet. Nice. Nice. <laughs> we just scrolled to the bottom and we're like, "Oh, this entitlement versus expectation one's fun. Let's just take that." And so that's what we did. <laughs> that's pretty epic <laughs> yeah, so whenever whenever Kyle and them decide to do that topic we'll have uh, beat them to the punch <laughs> what, what uh, where's this being uploaded at Parker's channel hey, I, I let him have wonderful. it <laughs> wonderful yeah. no blue couch no no I gotta go on blue like couch. He can, you can have it man it might be on anchor one day it might not be but <laughs> let me tell you that wasn't that was an experience to say the least holy shit yeah I, I can tell wow so um, go watch that, I guess, when it comes out. I don't know. <laughs> it might be good. It probably won't be. See, I I might I might check it out. I might check it out. I listened to all of your Aiden on Anchor episodes uh, the other day. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Those are pretty good. Oh, and I should mention, I'm still doing that. Like, I'm still on top of that. Uh, yeah. One, one episode every Monday. Still, still going strong on that. Um, I'll probably That's start advertising so them. Sometime next week, I'm going to start advertising them in February, because at that point I'll have like four or five episodes. 
Yeah. And then I can advertise them. But no, I've been loving them. I'm glad Patient and you are enjoying them. Yeah, they're pretty good. I like them. What was <laughs> What was your favorite uh, topic that I went on? What 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 stands out to you? Hold on, let me go back and look at them right quick. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Um, you have any notes on these or no? In the description uh, of yeah. Anchor. I the fucking hot on. chocolate. <laughs> the hot chocolate. Man. This dude was drinking a hot chocolate during a podcast. <laughs> and he was like, man, I should I should probably stop doing this. Or I'm just going to drink this entire thing the whole time. And, I did. and yeah, he goes on to drink the whole entire thing. <laughs> I love that. Like, what a mad laugh. I love that. I love that episode. It was so fun. Uh, I'm like, people are either going to hate this or love this, and I don't care. <laughs> you know, fuck it. These are just, these are just like 30 minute, like, audio experiences into Aiden's psyche. Yeah. They are so, And they like, work. They are so stream of conscious, like, whatever I fucking say is not being fact-checked or, like, uh, has anything behind <laughs> it. It's just, my, my brain thought of this. Let's go to this now. Yeah. And so you get some weird transitions and some weird bits in here, but I don't know. I've been loving doing them. They're a lot of fun. I like it. Yeah. I might have to start doing art for it instead of leaving my stupid picture with me wearing those big top glasses <laughs> up there. I, I, I think not. I think that's good. <laughs> you think that perfectly I sums think that's it up? Perfect. <laughs> right there. Oh, this is what you get. Yeah. <laughs> this is exactly what you get. Um, I Did I mention anything about an article thing uh, a couple weeks ago? Uh, mentioned anything about articles? You mentioned writing some new ones, and some had done well previously. I remember that. Okay, yeah, yeah. I had one do really well over the past year. About uh, I did like an entire article about getting four thousand hours of watch time and one thousand. Like, yeah, it was just like the four thousand hours of watch time. Yeah, this was right like January twenty seventeen, and it's done really well over the past year. So I started writing a little bit more, um, and I put out a. How and why you should make a show on YouTube in 2019. I read it, yeah. Did you read it? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, put that out uh, on January 11th. And then recently, like today, I wrote it like last week. I just never uploaded it. I put out an article that you might like uh, called Go to College, Skip the Degree. (laughs) (laughs) And (laughs) I like the title of it already. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's just like it's a it's a seven minute read about how going to college is dope, but like you don't have to graduate. You really don't. Um, it, it's specifically targeted towards like creators and entrepreneurs and that kind of breed of people. You know, our our breed of people, um, and hopefully it'll benefit some people. Who knows? You never know. We talk about it so much. Might as well get it out there in some written, <laughs> written form or other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, that, and I like to write, so... Yeah, you do a really good job with that sort of stuff. But, uh... Thank you. That was my week, basically. It was mainly filled up with me being stressed and worried about college again. Um, not a new thing. I would have known. I'm well aware. Uh, you would think that, like, the first time would be fine, but every semester is a new challenge, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> There's always some stupid roadblock you gotta get around in order to, you know, enjoy the rest of the semester, so... It really do be Hopefully that. that stuff's done. Hopefully we'll get an episode of Back to the Video Games out next Friday. And it sucks that, like, basically because of this, I missed a whole week of uploading. Right? Like, yeah, all that shit I put on myself and then 
immediately walk into a scenario where I'm like, oh, compromised. <laughs> it all it all went to shit, basically. But now I'll be back. Well, and it's like we <laughs> know this back. happens. Yeah, it happens a lot. You know, it, it is what it is. You just kind of have to like recognize what happened, see if you can prevent it from happening next time. It's all good. Mm. I'm not like trying to give excuses for myself or whatever and be like, oh, I this happened so I couldn't do it or whatever. Like, I probably still could have done it. It would have been a worse version of the video that would have happened. Uh, but I probably could have right. done like a shittier version of like the camera and like me going to a Walmart parking lot or something or whatever and filming it that way. I, I just... The first two episodes have meant a lot to me in terms of, like, trying new things creatively, and I really don't want somebody to watch the first two episodes and think, man, this is really good shit, and then episode three just ends up in a parking lot and, like, some <laughs> run-down street, and it's all nasty and shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Uh, I set up a little bit of expectation for myself that if I'm going to put out an episode of it, and if it's going to take a week, then it better be, you know... It better be something good and worthwhile. And I didn't want right. to rush together something like that on a Wednesday. <laughs> For sure. Just to get it out. But. You know, if you put out daily uploads, you can just kind of throw out quality and just be like, you exactly. know what, I got a video out today. There's the real idea. <laughs> the next one's going to be better. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'm at the point. I, I've considered making it daily, but I want to do a couple more weekly ones where I got the format down a little bit better before I Definitely. even think about making that transition. Absolutely. Plus, with you being in college, it just makes things a little more difficult. Right, right. Trust me. <laughs> yep. It really do be like We that. all know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I got but, some um, uh, group stuff done. Recorded with uh, Donovan. We're doing a Castlevania 3 series. That's cool. Uh, so Recorded with Parker. Got to know him a little bit better. Lines on our gaming stuff's going good. And uh, back to the video game should come back. When this week, <laughs> hopefully. Yeet. That's dope. Yeah. I'm excited. Are you though? I am. No, ready? I am. I, I, I like the I like the back to the video games concept and I like what you've done with it so far. Mm-hmm. Um I like supporting my friends. Wow. Then how about you record fire and <laughs> You know what? That's that's a... That's a mood right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought I said I, I thought I told you it was canceled. Oh, okay. You didn't bring that up until now. <laughs> I thought I've said it a few times, but people maybe thought I was joking. What if we were? Just kidding. <laughs> what if we were the type of friends? And I've heard people do this before, but I've never gone that far. The uh, what if we were the type of friends to like bring public or like private beef and private drama like into this podcast? <laughs> Like, let's say yes. me and you have just, like, argued and bitched for, like, a week, and then we come to record the podcast, and we just, like, lambast each other for a fucking <laughs> hour. <laughs> you know what? No warning. That's why I no fucked talking your about life. It. We just go into it. <laughs> That'd be pretty great, honestly. Just air out. We haven't had any beef yet, so it's been good. That's why these episodes don't do well, Zach. There's no drama. <laughs> you know what? I think we should take a book out of the uh, the Logan Paul manual, mm-hmm. <laughs> Logan Paul and Jake Paul manual, and uh, and go there. I feel you. Think it'll work. Next episode. Next episode. <laughs> Hang tight. <laughs> yeah. Get get hype. Get hype. Anyways, do we want to go to the main topic? Yes. Uh, YouTuber pet peeves. 
me and Zach have been on YouTube for a good while, and over the years, we have had a couple of uh, pet peeves that probably wouldn't work for like an episode just by themselves, but when we add all those pet peeves together, both for the platform YouTube and YouTubers in general, we get this whole episode full of bitching. So, without any further ado, <laughs> let the anger begin. Let's, uh, let's go dark side. <laughs> let's, uh, Emperor Palpatine this bitch and, uh, <laughs> go from there. I'm so tired of Let's Plays. <laughs> well, Let's Plays to die. More like yeah. Let's Gaze. <laughs> I mean, hey, we, we can't make gay jokes anymore. Family Guy has already said they're not making gay jokes anymore. So we can't either. That's the You're standard right. right there. Family Guy's the peak of humor. In the industry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I agree. <laughs> that's that's the standard in the industry. Um, No, I'll let you go first. What's your... Uh, What's your first YouTuber pet peeve? Okay. <clears throat> are we keep it on YouTubers? Are we gonna bring YouTube into this too? Yeah, the platform and the people on. Okay, that's the sort cool. of the scope. We're not gonna talk about Twitch or or other social media stuff. Just like YouTube and YouTubers, particularly. Uh, yeah. So let me set the let me set the scene for you. I'm a I'm a okay. growing channel. You know, I've been at it for for a couple years now. Love what I do. Uh-huh. Right. Love having fun making videos, but. Unfortunately, um, there's, there's just not any traction behind them. You know, I'm not getting the, the views I like. I'm not getting the subs I like. Now, let me think about why this could be. Hmm. Lack of skill? <laughs> no. Lack of talent? No. Lack of production value? No. Blame everybody else! Yes! I found it, Zach! Yeah, that's I it! found it! It's everybody else's fault that I'm not doing well. I love this one. This is so relatable. <laughs> It's my favorite. I love going on Twitter and seeing a YouTuber just complain about why it's YouTube's fault that they're not going anywhere with their channel. Yeah. Not their fault. Nothing wrong with this. so good. (laughs) Like, like there's this perfect world out there where, like, if if YouTube was fair and and everybody got a fair shot and, uh, you know, if, if everybody was at a level playing field then my content would get the most views. But because YouTube is so unfair and we live in such an awful world, my content just goes unnoticed, Zach. Nobody watches my stuff. And the only way I can get out my frustrations is by blaming other people. <laughs> yeah, it's it's beautiful. It's, it's even more beautiful when you respond to the comments yeah. of these YouTubers. And you're like, hey, man, what you could do is... A, B, and C. Right. And that'll, like, like actual practical real-life advice that I've seen work on my channel. And, and they're like, well, here's, here's all my excuses of why that's just not possible and why it's still YouTube's fault. Thank you. Next. I'm like, fuck it up. It's this, it's this mindset of, like, I want to feel bad and I want to stew in my misery. And if you come here offering solutions or advice, I don't care. I want to be sad. Let me be sad, Zach. <laughs> I just want to... Pity parties. Pity parties are, like, one of my number one pet peeves on humans in general. <laughs> not just YouTube. Like, not just YouTube. Like, if you're sad about your life and you're doing nothing about it, like, that pisses me off more than anything. Right. And especially when I, like, try to give, like, actionable advice. I'm like, hey, man, look, mm-hmm. what you could do is this. Like, but see, it just doesn't work like that. I'm like, what, it doesn't? <laughs> How would you know? You're the one that's complaining. <laughs> you haven't tried it, clearly. That's cool. 
that's, that's, that's great. Yeah, like, I don't care, I don't care if, like, it's a thing where you, like, are off of YouTube and you're off social media and you're like, man, it's really not going anywhere and I really want to know, like, how to improve myself and how to get better. Like, we, that's not the people we're targeting. The people we're targeting are the people that go right. on, like, Twitter, YouTube, and social media, tell people about their misery, and then invite other people to be miserable with them. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's where I have a problem with, of, of, of actively screwing over other people, giving them the wrong idea of what YouTube is. This idea of, like, oh, my channel isn't doing well, and it's because small channels aren't, you know, uh, given respect on YouTube. And then all their commenters are, like, small YouTubers who decide to give up on the world because this guy... Yeah has the authority over them. And it's like, ah, oh, man, that's like 30 good channels that we could have had out of that. But because you decided to have a pity party where everybody is miserable based off your own problems and your own situations and your own circumstances, like, that's shitty, man. <laughs> you can't do that to other people, right? I think it's ironic, too, that it's like, it's always small channels. Yeah. It's always like sub-1,000 subscribers or... Maybe like sub five thousand subscriber channels mm-hmm. that that got lucky on a few videos and have gotten like a certain amount of subs, or um, they've been around long enough where like they still have older subs, like just kind of sitting in the number and not actual people watching their content. But it's like they never they they've plateaued mm-hmm. at this level of I guess mediocrity. Like that's that's really the best word for it. But it. it, it it's people that are not willing to make their content better and like they wonder why nothing's like going in their favor mm-hmm. right it, it's this like it's amazing to me because I think in, in a certain way being angry about your lack of success being angry about your content not going anywhere if used properly, can really be a fire under your ass to, like, make some of the best content in your career. 100%. And that shit's cool. But what a lot of people do, instead of, like, actively employing that anger to something interesting and something fun, just passively sit on it and decide to use Mm -hmm. that energy. Energy they could be making, by the way, to make better videos or improve their channel. Uh, Complaining on on Twitter or on YouTube or in front of uh, their fan base or privately in a DM, right? Right. You know, like who are you, who are I've you had, helping here? <laughs> I've had quite a few DMs from people that I've tried to help like by giving certain advice and it's like I know I'm a nobody too. Like that's cool. I know that there's like still a lot of growing that I have to do and stuff. But I know what I I do know that what know what works for you, right? And right, for me. And I know that what could work for other people. And I know that, like, at the end of the day, the biggest thing that helps anybody on this platform is, like, continuing to improve your content and making a lot of content. Like, that's yeah. that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. And it's like, when you can't, when you can't focus on those two core concepts, then, like, you have no right to complain. Mm-hmm. And I guess, kind of... Transitioning a little bit more into it, it's a similar thing, but not quite the same thing. Are people who view YouTube as a hobby, but expect a lot more from it? Yeah, right. That one's that one's always interesting to me. Using the excuse of YouTube is my hobby, therefore 
I'm allowed to <laughs> complain and want more out of it. <laughs> Even though I'm not putting 100% of everything I have into this, I should still be expecting 100% results regardless. You know? Yeah, it, it's... It's interesting because, like, it used to be, for me, YouTube was a hobby. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, And I think a lot of YouTubers, it starts off that way. Like YouTube is something that you kind of come across as this mythical thing. You're like, oh, I can make videos like other people. That's dope. And then you start making videos and you start loving the process so much that you make it like part of your daily life. And then you start to think, wait a second, if other people can make this like their career or their living, then maybe I can too. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's awesome. The, the, what the problem ends up being though, is that some people aren't able to, whether this is like in their, in their head or whether this is a financial thing or practicality thing, people aren't able to shift from a hobby mindset to a like career mindset in a healthy manner. Yeah. And that can be tough. Um, especially if it's something that you love doing and have a lot of fun with. Being able to make that right. transition from like, okay, this is what I like doing to this is what I need to be doing, right? Right. And we've talked about before that like the successful road to YouTube isn't always fun and people would oh, rather sure. keep it in that fun zone and that's fine. Like I have no problem with people just wanting to do it as a hobby and wanting to do it for fun. And again, my issue comes from that disconnect of... Yeah, it's a hobby, but I want this, this, right. and this. <laughs> you know? Right. And it's it's always used as an excuse, too. Right. Because it's like, if you if somebody's complaining and you're like, hey, man, like, again, you just need to work on making your videos better and putting out more videos, and you'll see results. And if there, a lot of these people, their initial response is, well, it's it's just a hobby, you know? I... I I just want it to be a hobby. Well, if you just want it to be a hobby, then don't upload to YouTube. Sure. Make videos for yourself. Make videos for yourself because for you to say, I really want this audience, I really want to make money from this, and then for your actions not to be with that, like, that's, it's it's illogical. (laughs) It makes no sense. And I think it ruined the good name of, like, the hobby YouTuber, right? The guy who just makes videos for fun that he likes and no one else has to. And that's, that's fine. Like some people need that creative outlet for people. And I I love those channels. I love people who do that Mm -hmm. and don't like give a damn about whatever. Um, And people need to realize too, that like being a hobby YouTuber is a key strength. If you don't have to worry about money, if you don't have to worry about making this your lifetime goal, you have an environment in which you can make some of the most creatively wild videos ever and no one has Definitely. to see them and you're happy with that. Like that's a huge strength, but people don't view it that Definitely. way. <laughs> people don't view it that way. Instead they see hobby and then just decide to take it in an uninteresting angle or just do stuff everybody else has been doing. If it's truly a hobby and if you really don't care, why not go out and make something wild? something absurd something that shouldn't work algorithmically or seo wise but like you want to make it and you want to have fun that's a strength exactly and that's what i love about hobby youtubers but now the term is just like yeah i make let's plays sometimes and they don't do well but okay <laughs> like yeah you know 
I mean, do what you want with your free time, man. I'm not, I'm not judging you, but there's a lot of great stuff about hobby YouTubers, and just the fact that people use it as an excuse kind of hurts them as well, <laughs> not just the people who do it as a business. Right, and it's, it's funny too because there's a lot of people. There's a lot of successful people on the platform that started with it just being a hobby and they kept it as a hobby for a long time. And the reason that they grew, the reason that they became successful was because they loved what they were doing so much as a hobby that they like gradually and probably purposely like got better at making videos. Yeah. And like that comes, that comes when you love what you're doing but so many smaller people, um, they see it as like, I love what I'm doing, but I need to be good at it and I need to be successful at it too. No, you don't. And it's like, <laughs> no, you don't <laughs> necessarily. Not one bit. When your success, when you're, when potential success is hindering your enjoyment of something, then that's when you need to take a step back and say, how much am I doing this because I love doing it? And how much am I doing this because I want to make money doing it? I think nine times out of 10 people don't love doing it. You know, agreed. I think there's some agreed. other motivation hidden underneath there of like some rags to riches, famous story where like you're undiscovered and, and like fucking Justin Bieber comes to your house. Like, yo dog, this is the best video I've ever done seeing. Now you're going to go to Hollywood and, and be famous and star in a, <laughs> a movie with a bunch of other Viners and you know, like I don't, I don't know what kind of fantasies these people have on the real, but, uh, they're never, they don't make sense. Right. They're fantasies for, right. for a reason. Um, and that's, now, that's just a shame. Honestly, I should say like, if you want to be like, like if you want this to be successful and you want to make money and like, you don't care about it as far as like, I enjoy doing it, but you just want to make money doing it. Then like, there's all kinds of tips and tricks that you can do to make like really popular videos and make them happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you, you still have to make like, they still have to be of some kind of con- like quality content and you still have to put out a certain quantity. Like there's nothing wrong with wanting to just make money from this, but you don't call it a hobby. <laughs> like you don't call it a hobby. How hard is that to say? And how hard is that? To you say actually work at it and be like, <laughs> Yeah, this isn't my hobby. I just want to do it and, and get places and being honest with yourself, right? Like, how hard is right. that? Why does why does YouTube making have to be like a starving artist fantasy, where it's like, oh, I'm not making real art unless I'm living paycheck to paycheck and doing it for the art. Like, no, there's a lot of corporations and fucking like big, <laughs> big media conglomerates is like, yeah, let's make a YouTube channel and then like make good videos and make good art because of that. Right? Like money yeah, is obviously sure. a big funder and you don't have to be a starving artist to make good art. Right? But we want to live in that fantasy where like, oh, this is real YouTube art and you can't make videos unless you're doing it for the love or, or for the hobby or you know, like <laughs> not necessarily chief, you know? It's like, no, that's kind of bullshit. Not okay. at all. Right? And then and then yeah. what happens is when those hobby channels like get famous when those hobby channels like do well then the rest of the smaller youtube community and hobby community go oh well he's sold out <laughs> he's not a real youtuber yes! anymore <laughs> holy shit it happens all the time it's like come on really 
You want to talk about it's like you want to talk about supporting smaller YouTubers and this community, right? And you want to talk about growing together and subbing to everybody and supporting uh, each other. And then the one time some smaller YouTube channel makes it to the big leagues, oh, he's not one of us. You were banished <laughs> from the community. Yeah. <laughs> like what the fuck, dude? Come on. Like you can't. You can't. You have to be a little bit more open-minded about that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah. For real. Now, I will say, uh, what's interesting, though, is that if you look at all these negatives that can come from, like, people calling you a sellout and people talking trash about you, like, you can f- you can fix y- the expectation of your content to where, like, those things that big YouTubers do, um, you can make that a norm in your, in your small creator content and people won't complain about it or most people won't complain about it anymore. Mm -hmm. It's like, like my show your everyday nerd has a sponsor slot in it. Am I making a whole lot of money from it? No, not really, but I put it in there so that it can be like a norm in the show. So that when like I actually get like real ass sponsors and it's not just like affiliate programs that give me pennies every once in a while, (laughs) then (laughs) like when that happens, People can't be like, oh, he sold out. He didn't have sponsored episodes. Like, no, it was, it was normal from day one, so. Zach sold out from the beginning. He's not doing it about nerd culture. He does it He's for the money. <laughs> does it for the money. He Zach. created an entire section for trending topics. Oh, it's a sellout. I bet he's yeah. living in his mansion. <laughs> Doesn't even have to pay rent. He just makes oh your boy. everyday nerd in a penthouse to seem like the everyday guy. <laughs> that would be hype as fuck if that was real. Uh, and here's another yeah. thing, too. Just to, while we're on the topic, I hate this. <laughs> I hate, 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 hate this big YouTuber versus small YouTuber war. Can that die? It's not a thing. Can that die? Please. <laughs> Holy shit. It's not a thing. Your video as a small YouTuber has just as much potential to go big as a, as a big YouTuber. But Zach, the, the algorithm is favored toward Markiplier and, and not me. <laughs> Therefore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the big YouTuber's fault that I'm not doing well, right? It's gotta be. Markiplier could put out two videos today that do well, but if I put out two videos, it hurts my channel. Because your two well, videos are garbage. <laughs> what if you're what if what if you are as charismatic and entertaining as Markiplier? That's a big what if, right? What there. if? <laughs> what if? Maybe those videos would also do fairly well. It, it, it all comes down to it's just funny because it like it literally comes down to two things: making good videos and then putting out a lot of good videos. Mm-hmm. And it, it, obviously, it sounds a lot easier than it is. It's really fucking hard. Very difficult. <laughs> but, like, that's the key to success. And for everybody, like, not everybody, but for so many, especially smaller YouTubers, it really does come down to smaller ones. Like, for you to just complain about everything is it's so annoying to see this all the time. Yeah. You wonder why you, you know, can't get a shout out or can't get any respect from other people when nine times out of ten most of your content just involves begging or (laughs) complaining or some form or fashion like that's not unique that's not interesting and frankly a lot of other people in the smaller community are are, are like that and um, have a similar mindset that's why I hate all those fucking 
small YouTuber army, like, Twitter <laughs> accounts or the, the small Twitch streamer community or whatever. Yeah. Just these assholes who are taking advantage of smaller channels to be like, hey guys, if we all put our channels into this Twitter thread and we all subscribe and support them, then when we wake up tomorrow morning, you'll have, like, a, a fan base of a thousand subs. Like, <laughs> what a great idea. That's how it works. How is this any different than I Sub had... for Sub? <laughs> how? It's not. It's not at all. <laughs> we're, we're okay. I had somebody, uh, one of the last times I streamed, it's been a little, it's been a few months now because of life, but one of the last times I streamed, I got raided by, like, a community. Um, and it, it was like, it was pretty dope. I wasn't expecting it. It was at the end of me playing like Mega Man one and it was hype. Um, but they also were like, come check out our discord. We raid small streamers all the time. And that's how you get, that's how you can get seen more often. It's like, uh, I mean, I could join your discord, but it's like, I'm not going to be active in it. <laughs> right. I don't want to be involved in your pity party community, <laughs> you know? And it's like, I could have, I could be active in it and I could like actually try to make friends through it. And that could actually help me. Right. Like hypothetically, but I know that I don't have the time to like make that a priority right now. I'm more focused on trying to get better at what I do. Mm-hmm. You Networking is important, but like, there's a certain point where you got to find the right networks chief. <laughs> yeah. And that ain't one well, of them. It's, <laughs> It's like, why continue advertising your videos everywhere and networking to all these different people if they're not good in the first place? Yeah. Yeah. And and it's like, I want to make sure my videos are good enough to, like, post somewhere. And I should say, like, I think the idea of, like, small YouTubers supporting each other is, is a fine concept here and there. But when you try to make it this, like, big nationwide effort, like, you're joining the military or fucking, you know, like, try to disable a nuclear or missile or some shit, like, you know where small communities really work? When they're small. When they're a tight-knit group of people who appreciate what you do, and they all come together, and whether or not they succeed doesn't matter, so long as we're all helping each other and having a good time, and supporting each other, and, like... Shit, we've talked about, like, how the Zack Snyder Productions and Blue Catch Productions Discord are some of the most helpful places on Earth. Of course we believe in the concept Definitely. of community support. But if our Discords were just, like, fucking 30 people being like, Hey, can you subscribe to my to my YouTube, please? Can you watch, can you watch my Let's Play Minecraft Part 723 today, please? And then tomorrow, watch 724. It's gonna be epic. <laughs> if you could. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, like, we wouldn't care about oh, that community. Man. But because it's actual people who actually, like, care about what's going on and do more, by the way, than just sub and like YouTube all day. Like, we have interest and feelings and conversations that don't revolve around YouTube 99% of the fucking time. You know, that shit's fine. Yeah. That's great. But man, I'm tired of this small YouTuber army. I'm tired of, it's these big channels ruining my life. It's the algorithm ruining my life. It's... It's all these other things. Focus. I know, I know your mom. I know your mom was like, hey, <laughs> don't be selfish. Whatever. Be selfish with your YouTube shit. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know? <laughs> be proud of Absolutely. what you fucking make. <laughs> First off. It's it's beautiful to me because like like you already mentioned it, but like this this war between small YouTubers and big YouTubers 
Like, there's a lot of small YouTubers out there that don't realize that the people that are gonna watch them are already watching a lot of big YouTubers. It's not like a competition. They don't just pick and choose. Like, it's either him or him. It's either Markiplier or Aiden from Blue Couch Productions. It's one or the other. <laughs> Which one am I going to pick? Like, if they like both of you, they'll watch both of you. Right. Right. I mean... Like, I'm still amazed that, like, both of us, we have, like, really dedicated, like, viewers of our content. But they're also dedicated viewers of people that are a thousand times bigger than us. Because it wasn't born, that relationship wasn't born out of, hey, can you hit that subscribe button and please watch all my content? <laughs> like, no. Exactly. It was these people who showed up naturally, like to stream, you know, show up for other streams. If they see a video they like, they watch it. If they don't, they don't, right? There's no, mm-hmm. like, it's not a power relationship where I control all the people in my Discord and I'm like, you must watch every episode of Questions on the Couch. And if your view does not show up, you are banned from this Discord. <laughs> You're never allowed to come back. Like, That's a good way to do it. I might start <laughs> implementing <laughs> Just get all the mods to ban people who don't watch your videos. <laughs> yeah. It's all about me. Leave a comment. Let me know that you were there. And uh, if you're not there today, then... Believe it or not, here. believe it or not, everybody, being a community leader is not about you. <laughs> Fascinating. I know. But, like, running a community and running a YouTube channel about are about the people who support the community and watch them, not about yourself. <laughs> but we don't want to look at it 100%. that way. I feel, I feel guilty when I, like, message people in the Discord. I'm like, hey, check out my video that I just put out today. Right. I think that's like, natural. I feel, I feel almost bad about it. Mm-hmm. Um... I've had to get over a certain a bit of that reservations, but, you know. True. I feel like a lot of people see big YouTubers as, like, this coalition that all meet together and plan to strike on the smaller YouTubers and make their life a living hell, and that it's, it's just like, conspiracy theory type thing where big YouTube and <laughs> the algorithm are all secretly out to get them, when in reality right. it's just a bunch of smaller YouTubers looking for excuses about shit and will come to any sort of wildest imagination as to how they can make their lives uh, more miserable than they already are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. It's... And the worst part about it is, like, there's so many big YouTubers these days mm-hmm. that, like, people with a million subs are not... are, like, starting to become a minority. Yeah. Like, like people with a hundred thousand subs, it, it's ridiculous the amount of people with that amount. So it's, it's like, you know, the rich are getting richer type situation, but it's also making that middle class of YouTube so much bigger than it ever has been. Right. That's true. And so like for you to complain about, I'm not able to make it like, well, all these other people were able to make it. So what's stopping you? Right. There's no secret Illuminati. Like... I guarantee you PewDiePie does not care about your channel. <laughs> I guarantee you Markiplier doesn't care about your channel. There's no secret agenda out to get you. You are the only person right. stopping you uh, from doing what you want, right? That's it. That's frankly it. And a lot of people don't want to take that responsibility, and a lot of people would rather look in other directions or find something else to complain about or wait for YouTube to tweet about something and be like, see, this, this is why I'm not the big YouTuber I want to be. Like, man... <laughs> 
That's so much time and energy, man. That's so much <laughs> stuff you could be doing. And I'm not even talking about, like, make YouTube videos. I'm talking it would be a better use of time to make yourself a sandwich than to actively <laughs> wait on Twitter and be like, all right, they're going to they're gonna hit me with the bullshit. I'm ready for it. Let me fucking complain. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> fucking me. <laughs> Like you could, you could take a shower. You could walk. Yeah, the dog. yeah. I was gonna say a lot of people don't take showers. They they could do that. Instead. You don't even have to make uh, YouTube videos during that time. You could just be a healthier human being. Yeah. <laughs> In that amount of time, it would take you to complain about shit like this. You know. It's, it's literally like, the people that complain about the government all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. The government. Like, it's the ex- <laughs> It's the exact same thing. And it's like, I mean, you know what? Maybe, maybe the platform is shitty. Maybe the government is shitty. Yeah. But it's like they're not conspiring. What are you gonna? <laughs> what are you gonna do to change it? Yeah. Yeah. What What are you gonna do to change it? You complain and ain't gonna do anything. That's for damn sure. <laughs> and I know, I know it's ironic because we're complaining, but hopefully we've also given some advice. It's like this is how you could change that. Right. And like you know, you know shoot. I'll be honest. At an earlier time. In, a, in an earlier life, you know, I was that guy for a little bit of time of being like, Fair. you know, it's a lot easier to blame other things aside from yourself. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, we've all made these mistakes. We are not sitting up here high and mighty be like, look at our channel with 33 videos. We're so much better than you are. <laughs> like, <laughs> we get it. All right. We're just in that small boat as you are. Right. But like. I, I don't know. You're not going to see me in a small YouTuber community, like, posting my videos everywhere, being like, come on, guys. Go watch my stuff. <laughs> watch my shit. Go watch my shit, please. Yeah. You know? I feel like... And, and I know my, my videos still have plenty of room to grow and, and improve and shit. But it's like, compared to my videos from, like, a year ago or two years ago, I almost wonder if it would be worth... Uh, going in those small communities and being like, yo, check out my videos now. LOL. <laughs> Just come back. Reviews. Just come back with the hit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, it, it's honestly one of the reasons why I stopped posting on Reddit because I never saw, like, I never really saw anything good out of posting on Reddit except for a number go up a little bit and then even then, like, the audience retention number wasn't good. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, there's no reason for me to post this. Right. And lo and behold... Like, the time that I stopped posting to Reddit, my audience retention started going up, and then views started going up, and subscribers started going up. And it's like, okay, cool. I think I'm on the right track now. So, to kind of make this a little bit more topical for a second, fucking YouTube just... And we haven't talked about this on the podcast, and we probably should have earlier, but we're gonna do it now. Uh, YouTube, like, straight up emailed everybody. It was like, hey, um, we're not gonna let you share your shit to Twitter anymore through, like, an automated bot. Um, you're gonna have to actually start uh, making genuine posts or find a better way to share this stuff because I think YouTube realized that, like, this isn't helping anyone and the amount yeah. of spam and clutter that they're putting on these other platforms was enough. So they're like, you know what? Fuck it. We're getting rid of annotations pretty soon. Let's just go ahead and get rid of this, too. Might as well. <laughs> it's one of those good things that the YouTube is doing, which is nice because there's not many good things that YouTube does all the time. Um, <laughs> True. We could talk about that later. In the True. Episode. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. 
Um, but this was a very good thing. I saw that email and I was like, good. Great, finally. <laughs> I'm glad that this is a thing. I've actually been getting pissed myself that I still had that Twitter automation thing yeah. on. And I finally cut it off like two days ago. Um, but it'll be off automatically in like the end of the month. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's annoying to scroll down your timeline and just see... Like I've unfollowed people that yeah. I tried to support because that's all their Twitter was for. I'm like, I don't want to see that all the time, man. Like, cool. You made Let's Play Fallout 4 23. <laughs> Thank you. That's that's awesome. I'm glad you did that. Guess what? I didn't watch the last 22 episodes. Nothing has changed. <laughs> and, you know, and, uh, and yeah. funny, ironically enough, the same people who are like, man, YouTube is ruining everything, type community, you know what they did when they heard this news? Yeah. Guess. Take a wild guess at what they did. They went straight to Twitter. I can't believe they would take away this this thing that helps make my videos better. How am I going to let people know that I made a video today? <laughs> they're, they're ruining small creators. <laughs> We're not, we don't have time to post our videos individually on Twitter all the time. Having automation software is what helps save me time so I can spend more time making videos. Oh, okay. Lord. <laughs> Stop. If you say so. Stop. <laughs> you say so. For once, every feature on YouTube is not meant <laughs> to fucking pander to you in one form or another. We, there can just yeah. we, there can just be a time where Twitter can just be Twitter, where Facebook can just be Facebook. And when, if you want to share a video, you have to actually care about the video enough to make a post about it using your hands yeah. and time, right? What a wild concept. What a crazy... Because <laughs> here's what this does. Here's what this does that I find fascinating. People will complain about, like, oh, well, now I'm not going to be able to share, like, Fallout Part 76 or whatever. And this, right. and what they'll do, right, they'll be like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'm just not sharing my stuff anymore. And that right there is a key tell that they don't even care about their content enough, right? Because if they were letting right. automation do it, clearly they didn't have the driver energy to share their own stuff. Because I think deep down inside they know that, like, if I post about this myself, it probably won't do well. Right? There's kind of a lack of faith in your own content to the point where you can't even advertise it by yourself. Like, how low do you have to be for that? Right? How badly must you yeah. feel about your own content to where you don't even feel right sharing it by hand, typing it in a post? You know? That tells me something. If you're going to let the automation do everything, clearly you don't care about your own content enough to share it. Exactly. Like, people are waking I, up. And, <laughs> and it's like, I've been there before. Like, when I did just Let's Plays, like, I had the automation software do it for me. Mm. And I was like, this is cool. I don't have to waste my time sharing to Twitter. But then, like, none of those posts ever did anything. Like, I never got any likes or retweets or comments or anything on those posts. Did they bring value to anybody? Did someone's life so, was changed by that Twitter post of Sabine Games Dream Daddy Episode 2? <laughs> yeah. Uh, somebody's life was changed, but it wasn't anybody that was watching it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah. True that. But yeah, I, yeah. I think I think this is good. Um, it kind of kicked me in the ass Dude. a little bit of being like, well, I have like three of these bots that aren't even like related to YouTube. In fact, I think I went into Discord and told you, like, I still have bots to do stuff. I don't need YouTube to do it for me. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, because like I still wanted to do that route and I thought that was fine for a little while. But like coming to talk about it and coming to realize it more and more and more of like, 
if I'm not confident in my own content to where I can't share it, you know, genuinely, then I don't need a bot doing it, you know, basically. Right. So I probably will still have one for Facebook because I don't care about Facebook. Uh, <laughs> so there's that. wonder why. <laughs> but I think, shit, fuck it. I'll do it right now. If I'm only going to be uploading like one episode of Back to the Video Games like a week, I'll have time to make posts, right? Like I don't... Yeah, 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 for sure. You know, like... There's no need. I'll get rid of this bot right now, actually. I'll put my money Whoa, where my mouth is. Dude. Let me sign Making in. Making progress. <laughs> 2019. So happy. I, I knew it wasn't a good thing in general, but I was just like, oh, it's so easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and I think I think a lot of people have like been victim to this. I know I definitely have been. Um, well, like, for instance, one of the things that I s- stopped doing in the Discord, or in my Discord, is that, like, I don't share every single thing anymore. Um, I share the Your Everyday Nerd episodes. I share this podcast because I know that's the thing that's going to get, like... That's what most people are going to watch. But, like, I don't share the Lions on our gaming shit in the Discord. Mm-hmm. And it's because I know the people that are going to watch that channel. They know that that channel exists. They're subscribed to that channel. They're going to see those videos. Yeah. I don't need to, like, spam them with it again. And... You know, I think that uh, the only reason I even at everyone and do the Your Everyday Nerd episodes now is because sometimes it creates conversation in the Discord. Yep. And I think, and I like to do that. Discussion's important. I get that. Yeah. All right, it's gone. But it's like... I got rid of it. What are people going to say about Pokemon Fire Red Part 11? Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny. You know, we, we made a really funny Let's Play there, but, like, it, it, I don't need to post every single part everywhere. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad they're getting rid of it, honestly. It cuts down on this, like, predatory Sorry. spam shit that we see everywhere. And I think that was part of the reason for, like, annotations going, too. Not only because I think oh, no, that, absolutely. like, in-screens are a better feature, you know, and cards are a better feature. Like, they do that the Definitely. job better. But man, back in the early days of YouTube, people would just like throw 30 fucking annotations on the screen. <laughs> yep. Just so you could click on another thing. Like, ooh, click here, click here. It's like those shitty like ads on websites that like fill your That's exactly screen. what they were. Yeah. Like that's invasive. And when, Nobody likes that. When people were complaining about not having annotations anymore, I was like, wait, people actually like these? Because I hated I them. I hated All them. the time. They were way too much fucking work to make. They took like <laughs> several minutes of my life. I never, I never made them. I never even like watched them. I like turned off annotations all the time. Yeah. And there were a couple of creators that did like interesting thing with it, like things with it, like click here for part two and oh yeah, uh, like those choose your own adventure. Click here for a different videos. Right. Those were cool. Like those are dope. But it's like, that is the vast minority. Yeah. And so... You know, cards and end screens do a way better job, frankly. Uh, not only do they look better, but they're a lot easier, right? Um, poor Kyle, man. <laughs> Kyle Kyle didn't even know about, like, end screens for a while. I just thought, like, annotations were the only really? way of doing things. And I think he, he finally picked up on it <laughs> and knew amazing. how to add them now. So that's cool. And that's the other thing... Oh, yeah, because it was through Lions Art Gaming. Yeah, but, that we had to be like, hey... You know, you can, oh, (laughs) okay. And Kyle, too. I get it. This is another benefit to him. Uh, I don't think he knew how the Twitter sharing thing worked. So every time (laughs) he would post uh, one of his videos, he would have to manually fucking do it. Um, And you could tell that he did it that way, right? And it's just like, 
wow, maybe not knowing. <laughs> this is a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because, you know, uh, Kyle's feed I don't get annoyed with when I see. Because I'm like, oh, he actually put a little bit of work into this post. Good for him. You know? Yeah. So, I'm, I'm glad, honestly. More changes like that, the better. I get annoyed, since we're on this train of, you know, and getting, you know, getting annoyed by other YouTubers. I get annoyed when, like, your other social media accounts are solely to advertise. Yeah. Like, that's like, like, I follow, I follow Arby's on Twitter. Mm Mm-hmm. Because Arby's has some genuinely creative posts, even though at the end of the day, it's like, go eat at Arby's, which I'm cool with. Yeah, I like Arby's. Um, <laughs> I, I really like Arby's, but I follow their Twitter account because it's they have, like, actually creative things that I'm interested in. If it was literally just, like, we have a deal today, eh. go get a go get two roast beef sandwiches for the price of one. Like, number one, actually, that'd be kind of dope. That would be. But, I'd be down. Arby's. Uh, yeah, I'd be down for it. But, like, I don't want that in my feed every single fucking day. I took a, uh, kind of on that same train, I took a PR class last year, like, intro to PR. And mm. there was a portion of it where, obviously, this guy who was teaching it um, had been in the PR world for several years now and was kind of in the transition of, like, you know, print ads to digital ads and, like, email and all that sort of stuff. Uh, Right. PR and marketing and all that sort of fun thing. I think he did marketing and PR. Anyway, um, he had gave me, like, a a topic to, like, do a research presentation on about, like, the millennial generation. We've all seen these articles, right, where, like, millennials are ruining mayonnaise or millennials are ruining simple ads (laughs) or whatever. And on the one hand, it's like, I thought about this, like, genuinely. I'm like, on the one hand, yes, that must suck for advertisers uh, that we're not interested in certain things. On the other hand, I'm so proud of this generation to be like, let's expect more from our ads. And let's expect, like, actual valuable content. And I made that point in the research presentation. I'm like, yes, sometimes cringy meme ads do slip through. But it's all in an effort to give you ads that provide actual value and content. And I think long term, that stuff's going to be way more memorable than the hang on fucking armies and buy yourself a <laughs> whatever. Yeah. You know, like that's exactly. a good thing. We demand more. Our attention spans demand more of ads that come out all the time. Like we could argue about like the ethics of like short attention spans, but ads like that are a genuine good thing for everybody. <laughs> It's, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk has, like, this entire philosophy around, like, make content, not advertisements, like, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, he he works with big, like, multi-million dollar, billion dollar companies and, like, makes their advertisements better. Um, but it, it's just amazing to me, like, how many YouTubers, and I, like I said, I've, I've done this before too, I have but it's like, <laughs> right, right. It's like they make a Twitter account solely to publish their YouTube videos on it. It's like, I did that back in 2012. It's all good. Like I, I feel that, but like nobody cares. Yep. And so for me, like I will happily follow any like YouTube channel that I really like on Twitter but once I just see that all they do is post their videos there, like, there's no reason for me to follow them on their Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
true story, like, you know this, uh, I got onto social media because Blue Catch Productions was a thing and I wanted to share my stuff, you know? Mm. That's how I learned Twitter. That's how I learned Facebook. That's how I uh, got a Twitch and, you know, Mixer and all the shit was in the name of getting Blue Catch Productions out there. And there have been uh, several takeaways from that. Um, Number one, I'm addicted to Twitter now. Uh, That's just a thing. (laughs) I wasn't, and now I am. That's a move. Thanks. Uh, But there's two ways of doing this, I see, and two examples of mine. There's the Twitter way of doing things, where, yes, I had a bot that put my videos on Twitter. You know, that's wrong, obviously. But in between those uploads, and in between the bot retweeting shit like that, I would try to, at the very least, either, one, post my own tweets of, like, interesting value, or easier way of doing things retweet some garbage meme shit to like fill in the gaps right yeah to the point where it's not just links the entire time and i kind of made it like the feed look good so that's one way of doing it like genuinely loving the platform of twitter and trying to do better right that's example one and then what we have what i like to call the facebook example (laughs) (laughs) where uh, it's just objectively wrong i don't care you realize this this is a bad platform I'll sink down to their level. Fuck it. Let me just post, like, links everywhere, right? And that, you could argue, <laughs> number one, Aiden, that's not right. Look, if you if you hate this platform so much, why don't you bring good into it? And I understand that, and you're absolutely right. I don't care, though. <laughs> so. I, I've literally just stopped with Facebook. Um, I, I mean, I, I've mentioned it before. I use their Facebook groups, and I actually... Actually, only use like one Facebook group, and it's not even to post content. Um, and I don't even use my Facebook page anymore. Like I, I, I don't give a fuck because I've never seen anything good come out of Facebook, and that doesn't mean that nothing good comes out of Facebook. It just means that I don't know the proper way to use it right now. Yeah, I clearly don't. And <laughs> instead of spending my time learning the proper way to use it, I know that right now my time can be spent doing much better things like making videos and posting to Twitter. Yep. So, yeah, if I if I was so, honest with yeah. myself, I would get rid of Facebook today. But, uh, number one, like, it's easy what it's doing now and I don't have to care about it. So, like, it's kind of out of sight, out of mind. Right. <laughs> number two, it's on yeah. my channel banner. So, <laughs> like, the art. Uh, oh, yeah. So that's an issue. I get that. But, uh, yeah, there's that thing there. But like I said, I, I much prefer that Twitter approach of things of like, let me first enjoy the platform before I get into the mindset of right. let me post all my shit there. And that was a big mistake of mine. But the benefit was it allowed me to try a lot of shit fast, too. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, it's, it's like if you're. <laughs> What you basically said is if you're not interesting, if you can't come up with interesting stuff to say, like, share other people's interesting stuff to say. Yeah. Like, that's your Twitter approach. Retweets are a It's like, you could... (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Like, uh... Fuck, I forgot the word. Curate. Curate interesting or funny, entertaining shit that you like on your Twitter. And, like, people will enjoy that. Mm -hmm. At least the people that you are, you know, that are following you. Um, I like to think that I have a lot of interesting things to say, so I post them and sometimes they're interesting. Sometimes they're not, but like, I don't know. 
Yeah, Zach posted this tweet from, like, 2013. Like, hey, you want a shout-out, you should respond. And I I responded, but he didn't give me the shout-out. So, (laughs) I don't know what he's been doing for the past several years, but (laughs) I have still not gotten my shout-out. Only a... That's so good. Only a Disney (laughs) calling me out. That's all I've gotten. (laughs) Oh, man, he wanted to start the beef. I thought we were going to wait till next week. (laughs) You know what I hate about YouTube? Uh, Zack Snyder. (laughs) Same. Honestly. Same. Real talk. <laughs> oh man. I love I, I, I hate I hate my old Twitter self for so many oh, reasons. Oh I love it. It's the best. <laughs> Sharing because I used to have the I used to have the YouTube to Twitter bot where it like shared everything you liked and commented on. Mm-hmm. And like it was awful. Like you just have like thirty something tweets from me uh, per day of me liking or commenting on something. And then like the four let's play videos that I uploaded that day, because of course a fucking madman. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Nobody wins from that system. Yeah. I don't think content yeah. creators win. I don't think, you know, people looking on Twitter win. obviously the platform of Twitter definitely doesn't win and YouTube gets a bad name. So like, right. There are no winners in a system like that. And for YouTube to be like, Hey, we're not going to give you that tool anymore. Like, that's powerful, right? That speaks to like we're actively trying to do better with our with our platform. So, you know, good on them. Which is nice. Good on them. I agree. Honestly. And if you're complaining about it, find <laughs> God. Okay. Um oh, well. another new thing that I hate about YouTubers, uh, and we've mentioned this before several times. This is almost broken record, like number one lesson we teach in this podcast nine times out of ten. Motherfuckers don't know how to adapt for shit. <laughs> exactly. YouTube might as well be called complacency tube for the amount of times that I see people like realizing they need to change, realizing that they have to do something different, and then come out with Ultrasun Part 34. <laughs> like, what? You know yes. something's wrong. YouTube knows something's wrong. But in your brain, you go, yeah, let me just do the same shit again. Click upload. <laughs> One more time. Surely this one extra part of this Let's Play will do it. That one will be the one that breaks through the masses and then Markiplier will shout me out. (laughs) Yes. Like, where's the path to success here? Where's the path of success in uploading 30 fucking (laughs) parts? And now we're bragging (laughs) on Let's Play channels because that's the community we come from. But honestly, we could say the same shit about vlogs. We could say the same shit about, like, tech reviews. Uh, We could go... Meme channels, go hard on some tech reviews, whatever. <laughs> like, let's play what we know. So that's what we're complaining about. But everybody in their mind yeah. knows this. Oh, absolutely. You know, um, it's and it's not even like the type of content that you're continuing to post. It's the way you post it. It's like again, there's just people don't realize that they could make their content better, and that would like be the momentum that they need Mm -hmm. and they they just don't realize that and it's probably because nobody's ever told them yeah but I feel like if you realize that nothing's going anywhere and you're just complaining about everything then that might be the thing that you need to look at I think people too need to start realizing that the attitude that you have on Twitter and YouTube ultimately points back to you and your brand yeah you know if all you do all the fucking time is complain and get sad and say, I'm going to delete my YouTube channel or 
I need this many likes or I'm not going to, you know, like people will say, oh, it's just YouTube. Oh, it's just a business. Oh, it's just a whatever. And that's fine. And that's cool. Fine. Whatever. But your attitude, video in and video out, if you were constantly fucking depressed, here's an idea, chief. Nobody wants to watch that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> nobody wants to watch sad gamer 34 be like, yeah, nobody watches my stuff, but hey, Pokemon part, whatever. <laughs> you know, I love when it's inside the video. They're like, they like they actually physically say these things in these videos. They're like, I nobody's gonna watch this, but then why should I fucking care, Chief? Why, Answer me why this: Why should I care? If you don't care, uh, if you don't care on Twitter, if you're not actively improving, I don't have time for you anymore, right? Like, not only are you wasting time, your own time, you're wasting my time at that point, right? And I got to yeah, move yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. I have to move on with my life physically. It's like, <laughs> I got shit to do. Right. I l- and literally don't have time. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many people that I've tried to, like, support over the years. Because I genuinely like supporting people. Like, I, I really do. Mm-hmm. But I've, I've realized that it's like they're okay or they're not okay with it. Like they're, they're upset that their content's not doing good and, but that's all they talk about. And it's like, I, I had to get them off of my Twitter timeline or I had to stop. Yeah. Like, you know, I had to stop following them or, or whatever it may be. And it, it sucks because I, I hate to be that person. Right. Mm-hmm. I hate to be the person that was like at one point said, Hey man, like you have potential uh, and then to just like literally not talk to him ever again. Yeah. Because that happens. Um, especially with like the small YouTube community. And, and, and especially with like people that aren't like your friends from high school, your friends from college that decided to start a YouTube video because you did. Like those are different. Yeah. Right. Those are the people that you kind of kind of stick around with no matter what. But it's like if you met somebody through the YouTube space and they have potential but then they don't go anywhere with that potential. That's like, there's only so much that you can take emotionally from these people. Right. You know, like (laughs) if your attitude stinks, I don't want to talk to you. Okay. And I'll I'll try if I have time to be like, look, dude, this, this, and this, and if they're going to go right back to, Oh, well, you know, but like, as soon as you start introducing the, but I already know like you, you don't care. Right. Yeah, 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 exactly. You know, like, it would be a different thing if I was, you know, in this Discord and, like, everybody I knew, whether it was Parker, Jay, Kyle, Marjack, whoever, like, was just coming up to me and being like, hey, dude, I need some help. I need, you know, this and this. And I'm like, sure, man, I- I'm here for you. But if this Discord was literally just, yeah, but <laughs> my life yeah. is pain. <laughs> Like, I don't, I don't have time to be around you people, okay? Like, do your own shit. I'm not going to invite you <laughs> on my channel for you to complain about your own shit. Are you kidding me? Like, I know people like that who are like, yo, dude, let me yeah, be yeah, on your yeah, channel. Same. Okay, you're on my channel now. What are you going to do? So, I uploaded a video and it didn't do... Oh, stop. <laughs> stop. <laughs> stop. I don't care. Right? Exactly. Because your bad yeah. vibes are now going on to my channel. Where people who are watching my stuff are now getting those bad vibes and feel bad about their own shit, nobody wins. If your attitude stinks, I don't want to talk to you. Like, grow up. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I get it. 
there's problems, real problems, real issues, uh, and I am totally fine with, like, Zach or anybody coming up to me and being like, yo, dude, I need fucking help. If you want help, I'm here for you, man. But you gotta be able to take it. <laughs> you gotta be able to take the help. If people will not, Definitely. for whatever means. And, uh, fucking, I don't know. When it's like, I complain about shit too, right? Yeah, we all do. Like, I, I was literally up in the DMs with Jay the other day, and I was like, fuck, dude. My video about an obscure Japanese movie only got three views today. That's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> like, I like I said that in a DM, and I was like, and I was like, but, but I know why I got, like, three views. Like, it makes sense. Like, I, you know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, it's that self-awareness. Yeah. Right? It's that self-awareness. Like, Complaining is one thing, but, like, realizing, like, taking a step back and being like, why is this the way it is? That's probably what you should look into. And then when you look into those type of things, you can kind of figure out what's going wrong. Absolutely. At least that's been my experience. I mean, I feel like every issue I've had with YouTube in the past, I've been able to kind of figure out why I had that issue and come up with a solution to fix that eventually, you know? To adapt, if you will. <laughs> to adapt, exactly. Um, actually, m- mentioning adapting, um, a lot of big YouTubers have this problem. Yeah. And it's one of the things that I, I get irritated by when, like, big YouTubers complain about demonetization. Oh, all right. Small YouTubers, we're done picking on you for now. We got we got bigger fish yeah. to fry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Let's get to this. Like, fuck, dude. I've seen people complain. I, I'm, I'm going to pick on Keemstar because he's a fucking easy target. Yeah, go ahead. And he deserves everything that he gets picked on about. Um, Amen. That's right. I'm pro-bullying. I don't give a fuck. Let's bring bullying back. <laughs> Bring bullying back. No, I like Kim Star posted something one day. He was like, Man, I only made four thousand dollars today on YouTube. YouTube is broken. This needs to be fixed. I'm like, what? What now? Can you uh repeat um, that? <laughs> I think I made four thousand dollars this year. <laughs> you were in the poverty line, Chief. <laughs> oh, absolutely. But it's like, are you seriously? complaining about this man like you make millions of dollars doing the thing that you say you love doing Mm -hmm. and you were not willing to take some losses and adapt and figure out how like you can be better at what you do Mm -hmm. especially with someone like Keemstar who could do a lot to make his content. <laughs> he definitely has the resources <laughs> to. I don't know, you know, uh, why, but... You see this you man's know. thumbnails? Yeah. Duty. It, it's it's amazing. Duty hole. Uh, yeah, like, um, there's this idea that as soon as you get an audience and as soon as you become a bigger YouTuber, that everything that you like, like or dislike or don't care about or care about matters to that audience. And that's not necessarily the case, you know? Um, what's important to you might not be important to the, oh, I don't know, like, 60 million fucking people subscribing to you. Like, <laughs> there's a lot of diversity and a lot of variety in that. Some people who know about YouTube, some that don't, some that care, some that will care, won't care, whatever. Y- you can't expect 
anything from them. You can't, hmm. you know, be like, hey, audience, <laughs> fucking uh, support the causes I care about. Not necessarily. They don't have to at all. Really. Uh, they're not entitled to it. They're not expected to it. Um, and like you said, complaining about making $4,000... A lot of people just don't care, and it's their right to. Absolutely. <laughs> it, it's the perspective. It's the lack of perspective there. Yeah. That's, that's mind-blowing to me. Um, that a lot of big YouTubers don't have. is just, like, perspective, especially within their audience. Yeah. I agree. Like you going on Twitter complaining about the amount of money that you made today is not something that a lot of people are going to relate to. Yeah, or want to hear. <laughs> yeah. Or want to hear. Honestly. Fun fact, yeah. It's like, I don't care, man. Do we want to... And I only see Keemstar shit on Twitter because everybody that I follow follows Keemstar, and I don't understand. I don't I don't follow him, so... I don't either. There's that. You want to... Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's mention this, uh, <laughs> this adpocalypse, if you will. Uh, yes. A lot of bigger YouTubers complaining about the adpocalypse and how they're not making any money and how oh they're just they're just not watching the videos like they used to. And then like mm-hmm. there's two ways you can go about this of being like hey, adpocalypse is bad. I get it, but I'm going to continue and change my content up to combat that. And on top of this, right. I'm going to spread the word about the adpocalypse and try to offer up solutions versus the, oh, my videos are now demonetized. It's your guys' fault that you're not watching my stuff. <laughs> like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> wait, hold on. <laughs> hold on, Chief. There's the amount of people <laughs> that have complained about the adpocalypse since it started. Yeah. Is mind blown. Not offering any solutions. Uh, not offering any changes to their channel or format, um, not adapting, and basically, bottom line, blaming their own fucking viewers for not right. <laughs> supporting you. <laughs> it's just like, I've known for a couple of years, like, different ways to make money with YouTube that's not AdSense. Yeah. And, like, if I had the audience to support those means of, of getting that income, like, I would not complain about YouTube ad revenue at all. Like I would not even care about the YouTube ad revenue. Mm-hmm. And that's what's that's what's amazing to me because there's like so many like opportunities out there to where you can be even more successful and even more like financially lucrative. In this day and age, yeah. But absolutely, yeah. But instead, like you're just complaining about the YouTube ad sense. And it's like if I made YouTube ad sense money right now, like that'd be really dope, and I would much appreciate that because I gotta pay rent. But it's also like if I'm at the point where I'm actually making a decent amount, where I'm making living money from from AdSense, then it tells me that there's also a way that I could be making even more money through sponsorships and affiliates and merch, like all these other things. Patreon. Merch. <laughs> like there's a thousand fucking ways to do this, guys. You don't have to have it all through one fucking funnel. You know, like there's ways to go around it. Yeah. My favorite was uh, Mr. Super Mario Logan. (laughs) 
who is for for the people that don't know, which I would assume is the vast majority of people. If you remember uh, early a, YouTube back in their heyday, like they were some good shit there. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I still watch Super Mario Logan. Um, I found this channel about a year and a half ago through a friend of mine, and it, it's it's puppet and plushie videos, and I know that sounds fucking weird. It is, it is weird, but they're also like actually entertaining there's some writing behind it kind of like sitcom writing that goes behind it and whatever the content itself is it's entertaining and enough but it also targets kids a lot yeah so it's like the majority of his audience is kids um anyways adpocalypse happened this man I've never heard somebody complain more about about AdSense (laughs) he every single video you would hear, oh, his channel got entirely demonetized. And every single video, you would just have, like, this three minutes of Logan on camera, which is not what I came for. Right. When I clicked on his video, talking about being demonetized and not having ad money and, oh, no, my life sucks. Meanwhile, he has this entire audience of, like, kids where he all he has to do is set up, like, a merch store and I'm willing to bet he'd have like a million people with the buying t-shirts to have the word Jeffy on it because that's his main character. Yeah, with the amount of memes and original jokes that he's come up with over the years, like you can't tell me if you put like a couple of them on a, on a shirt and charge like ridiculously low for it, you wouldn't make a killing off of that shit. Yeah, and he recently did that. After like a year and a half, he finally did that. Um, he finally made a Patreon. He finally did these other things. Um... But it was just amazing to me that for like months on end, he just continue to complain about not having ad money. I'm like, well, do something about it then. Yeah. Your attitude matters. <laughs> you know, uh, big YouTubers, small YouTubers, whoever you are, man, uh, how you portray yourself on camera and uh, how you act says a lot, you know, and I get it, Definitely. like, behind the scenes, you don't want to talk about, like, your personal life and shit, and that's totally fine, totally respectable. But if you are going to complain or talk about an issue or whatever, you have to bring awareness and you have to present a solution to it. And here we go with this mm-hmm. shit, like, fucking, motherfucking PewDiePie, my guy. You yeah. know, YouTuber number one extraordinaire. Mm-hmm. One of the my favorite fucking videos not just on his channel but on the entire site was uh, a video he released recently called can we stop doing this or stop doing this or whatever it was um yeah in which he talked about how the copy striking system that's in place where youtubers can just copy strike other channels even mentioning them in a negative light and take all the money um he did like a whole fucking like twenty minute video showing all these examples and talking about like how that, yeah. how hypocritical it is and how like the system's only getting worse and all this sort of stuff and presenting solutions of being like hey like we need we need to grow up and get better about this and we need to realize that like if some if somebody says something bad about you that you don't have to like fucking go for their wallet and <laughs> take all their money <laughs> just because they said that like you know we need to have a level of maturity about this and all this sort of stuff and I'm like. This is what I'm talking about right here. This video. This fucking example. Here's a problem. Here are the issues behind it. Here are a couple of examples. And here's what we need to do. Mixed in with, like, humor and bits of PewDiePie nonsense, right? Like, 
Right. Perfect. Right, right, of course. Fucking perfect. You spread awareness. You let YouTube know. You tell what's going wrong, you know, and how to fix it. Like, shit like that's helpful. Shit like that's constructive. Shit like that adds to people's lives. And the because it's PewDiePie, the number one channel on Earth, on planet Earth, like, everybody's going to know about this now. It's not going to be this hidden topic that lays in obscurity where people can just continue to take advantage of channels without, like, any repercussions. Now people are actively looking for this shit. That's creating a change, using your audience in, uh, in a responsible way to be like, hey, look what we can do when we all come together. Let's fix the site that we're on, despite the issues, despite the problems that it has. Let's actively work together for a solution instead of, I got demonetized and it's YouTube's <laughs> fault and I'm going to quit the channel. <laughs> Pretty too much but right like you know it no i agree it takes work obviously Completely. it's a lot more work to do the pewdiepie video than the super mario logan one complaining about adsense but when you have an audience right. like that you owe it to yourself to present yourself in a way where you're presenting solutions again i don't think there's anything wrong with complaining about things i really don't i think that complaining is something that has to happen in society and in platforms so that we know what like the issues are what's going wrong yeah. exactly we know what the issues are but it's that fact that we like we have to talk about the solutions or nothing's gonna change yeah you gotta take action and yeah and then then that's one of the reasons like we're doing this episode of the podcast one is because it's cathartic as hell to just vent <laughs> vent but also because it's like these are real issues that we see within the YouTube community and maybe by talking about them as small as our audience is it'll change something who knows mm-hmm. at least bring awareness to a couple more people yeah and it's like that's dope I'm cool with that I am too. I, I like to think that even amidst all our complaining in this episode and other episodes, that we provide something of value. So, same to make it I all worth it. Yup. So, like, we've complained a lot, a lot so far. Yeah. But we haven't really talked about the platform itself. Yeah, <laughs> um, which is funny. They're next on the shit list <laughs> for sure. It's 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 funny because like YouTubers complain about YouTube all the time, and the fact that we ended up complaining about YouTubers more than anything, yeah, is ironic in itself. Well, I mean, they're part of the problem. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know? definitely. Um, but like YouTube's done some some shitty things that I'm not a big fan of too. Yeah, and we owe it to ourselves to to mention that side of the story as well kind of give a fuller perspective sure. on that sort of thing. Um, shoot, I guess, I guess we can, I think, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I, I think the thing that frustrates me the most about YouTube's platform is the whole quality versus quantity thing. Yeah. Like we've talked about it a lot and I still stand by the exact same opinion I've mentioned before that in order to be successful on YouTube, it takes quality and quantity. Mm-hmm. And that is why, like, I continuously am, like, working on my own workflow and trying to make better videos, but also trying to put more of them out. Um, but I can't... I can't not say that that doesn't irritate me, too. Right, right. Uh, there definitely is... 
a problem with YouTube, the platform of, like I mentioned before in previous episodes, conditioning you and your channel into this never-ending fucking rat race in which you're always trying to be on the edge of your seat, always trying to talk about the trendiest topic, always trying to, you know, blow the bar off and do something even more edgy or even more disturbing or, you know, anything, anything to get a rise out of people, anything to get people to click on your videos, right? And people are like, oh, people like Logan Paul and Jake Paul, they're awful. Like, they did the Suicide Force thing. They did a boxing match thing. They did all these shitty, awful ideas. They wouldn't be a thing if YouTube didn't condition that and prioritize that. And sure, we should blame Logan sure. and we should blame Jake. We should also blame the environment that they were put in. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. Um, it's. I think the biggest thing that irritates me with this is... When YouTube made the shift from arguably from quality to quantity, right? Like there's an arguable shift of of YouTube to where like if you're able to put out more videos, chances are you're going to do better than somebody that just puts out one or two videos a month. Mm -hmm. Like that's just, it's just the statistics there. I think the biggest thing that irritates me there is that it ended up, ended up stopping some creatives. Yeah some creators from like putting out their videos because it's like, what's the point? They're not going to do well because the algorithm hides my 10 minute animation video that took me fucking forever to make. Like that kind of sucks. I do think that it limits creativity to a certain extent on the platform. Yo, speaking of that, did you see that, a uh, tweet by YouTube? Yes. The, the what are your favorite animation channels? <laughs> like YouTube themselves got onto Twitter and literally tweeted, "Yo, what are your some of what are some of your favorite animation channels on YouTube?" And the fucking responses to that thread are so They're great. glorious. Of like, it's like I don't remember. I haven't seen them really, in a while. Really, YouTube, you're gonna you're gonna pour some gas on the fire there. You're gonna okay. Like, your call there. And I get it. Like, there are obviously animation channels that are still around that more focus on, like, lifestyle and vlogs and shorter content. Story time. Yeah, story time shit. Um, Yeah. And that's probably what they were expecting. Um, What they got was an angry animation community who has long been since been shafted for several years now. And rightfully so. Exactly. You know? Like... They were better off staying on new grounds, honestly, if they knew that this was the rabbit hole they were. Oh, going definitely. Down. But like, you have to make that definitely. decision because YouTube's getting bigger day in and day out, and because of that, they're allowed to do anything and, and get away with it, regardless of whether it's helpful to creators or not. You know. Right. And sometimes it's it, good stuff. It's and sad. Sometimes it's not. It's like when I see. Here's an example of something that really irritates me. Uh, irritated me recently. And I actually have a Your Everyday Nerd episode out about this coming this week. But, um, you know the YouTuber Anna Akana? Uh, have you heard of her? The name sounds familiar. What video did she do? Um, well, she's, she's a pretty big YouTuber. Um, she's got like almost 2.5 million subscribers, been around for like 10 years. Uh, she does like these shorter, uh, like help-based content. Oh, okay. But they're very creative. I see. Um, they always have like these little animated bits in it and they're like directed well. Um, they're pretty good, but she put out recently a 
like five minute stop motion animated video. Oh, I haven't heard of it. Talks about like you have or you haven't. I haven't. No, this is new to me. Okay, I'd recommend watching that after we get done with the podcast. Okay, it's about so when she was younger, her her sister committed suicide. Uh huh. And it's yeah, it's it's like really fucking sad. Um, but she talked about it. She talks about it uh, like periodically throughout her content and how it's like affected her and stuff. Um, but she made like this beautiful five minute stop motion animated like short film thing about it. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's just like something that should have like 10 million views right now. Should have gotten on trending, all that kind of stuff. But it, it has like a little bit under 200,000 views. Yeah, yeah I've seen her channel page. It, the next video she did, uh, it was like 230. <laughs> yeah, it did better. And and even then, like, the rest of her videos, I think, deserve, like, at least a million views per. But it's it, it's just crazy to me that, like, that's something that put a lot of time was put into, a lot of money was put into. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's creative as hell, but YouTube isn't pushing it. Right. And we know that YouTube has that power because look at their trending page. Oh, the trending page. <sighs> but it's the embodiment of everything wrong. <laughs> yeah. Jesus it's frustrating. Christ. I hate this fucking page. It's so frustrating. I hate it. This might be like Twitter moments and YouTube trending might be like the two worst things I've, I've oh, seen yeah. in a social media ever. That's saying a lot. Absolutely. Does Facebook exists. Like, oh, did you know that Soldier Boy put out a new song? I didn't, but I just found out. That's cool. Great. Glad, glad that's a thing. Um, I hate this. Fucking yeah, thing. It, it definitely makes me feel like it's like as YouTube gets bigger and as they continue to like go out more, they they keep trying to do these things like YouTube Originals, where they get YouTubers and they make like these bigger and better projects. But then when YouTubers actually go out and make those bigger and better projects on their own. Mm-hmm. Very, it's very unlikely that it's going to get the eyes that it deserves, right? Based on another Fortnite video, right? Like it's, yeah. And then if you're that's that's one of the biggest things that frustrates. And me. if you don't have that money and you don't have that production value, well, like too bad because all these late night hosts are now going to take up the trending page alongside fucking talk shows. Vivo, uh, fucking NBA recaps or Will Smith or fucking whatever. Like, you know, like in, in a space where YouTube is going to promote like movie trailers, music, talk show hosts, late night stuff, or YouTube originals, that leaves very little room, frankly, for anybody, not one of those two things to come in and sneak in and hit him with a video. And typically they're only going to pick the ones that that do well or that trend, right? So God forbid you do anything that's evergreen. God forbid you do anything that like has any value outside of in the moment shit. Cause chances are, you're not going to be put on the trending page right. or YouTube's not even going to notice you. Um, and they're, they're allowed to do it, you know, legally. Oh yeah. I mean, it's their platform. Technically they can do whatever they want. Right. Right. And it is what it is. Like it, it all of these complaining things about the platform, they literally, it is, it is what it is. Like we can't do anything to change it. Right. Um, but I will say like 
take for um, take for instance the last uh, Shane Dawson documentary. Did you see that? I heard about it. I didn't see Did it. Did you watch though. any of it? Okay. It, it was about Jake Paul. It was this like entire like eight part Jake Paul documentary, and everybody was talking about how great it was. And I watched a good bit of it actually. Um, I was genuinely interested in like what this dude was going to do with this documentary. And then one of the clients that I worked for did a lot of videos on it, so I had to watch the rest of it. But at the end of the day, like it's as far as the production quality goes, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's definitely more than a traditional vlog. There's a little bit more editing and thought put into it, more than a vlog. But the reason it got trending, the reason it has like 10 million views per episode, is because it's about Jake Paul. Yeah. And that's like, it's just like reality TV at that point, And that's kind of frustrating. I think we've reached the point in YouTube for bigger YouTubers and people wanting more out of the site. They'll keep upping production value and they'll keep trying to do bigger projects and they'll keep trying to do things like TV shows or documentaries or films or whatever. Mm-hmm. We're going to start reaching this point of diminishing returns where that stuff isn't gonna matter anymore to YouTube and it's gonna happen gradually and it's gonna happen over time but unless you're able to somehow make it topical or short (laughs) um, Mm. it's not gonna matter which is why I hear people like Gerard the completionist which is why I hear people with like really big production values are trying to find some way to make that higher produced stuff but they can't because YouTube's only going to let them do the shit that they're well known for, like Let's Plays or The Completionist or a podcast or a vlog. Like, they're not actively right. encouraging people to make those bigger projects. Why should you try? And it's sad. You know? Like, it, it, it genuinely saddens me because... And if you do, it won't do well. It used to be what the platform was about. Right. Yeah. Like, it's about the rags-to-riches stories of these people that started making videos in their room and are able to, like, make these big projects one day. Like, I want to make a film one day. I want to make a mini-series. I want to do, like, these bigger projects. But I know now that, like, doing those on YouTube is not going to be the way I'll do them. Yeah, there's a ceiling there, I um, think, for sure. It, I, absolutely. Um, one of the creators I watch, Ralph the Movie Maker, he's, he's a movie maker. Um, and he put out his like first debut film recently, uh, but he didn't upload it to YouTube. And I think that was a smart decision because he could have. And honestly, it would have just gotten like maybe a couple hundred thousand views if that, uh, and then just moved on from there. Instead, he was able to sell it on his own website as a Blu-ray form and then sell it for like five bucks on Amazon and, uh, fucking Vimeo. And I think that was a smart move mm-hmm. because like you said, there's definitely a ceiling for a ceiling for those things. And it, um, part of it scares me. Yeah. The fact that like me and you are going to keep growing and growing and growing and growing and growing and make bigger and better projects and all that sort of shit. Mm-hmm. But me and you are going to have to realize that we're going to hit one day when it's going to be like, well now what? <laughs> right. When we've hit right. those goals that we wanted, when we've made those videos that we needed, when the production value has gone up as high as it could possibly go, where you and me are just going to have to sit and be like, 
okay, now what? Do we keep doing this for like seven <laughs> or eight years, right? Do we keep making content that we've done already? Uh, do we try to use YouTube as sort of like a support mechanism to where we work on bigger projects and then have the YouTube audience go support that? Uh, do we try breaking it in on like Vimeo or do we try like going to work in the real world? Like it scares me that we're just going to reach that point and then just stop <laughs> because it no longer makes sense to do so. And every day YouTube is pushing to that more and more. Um, that ceiling is getting smaller, frankly. That's the other thing we yeah. have to talk about. Uh, I don't know how YouTube is going to be, be real with five you. to 10 years. <laughs> that scares me. That's true. Yeah. And None of us really do. And it's going to be, I don't know. It might be eye-opening in five, five to 10 years. It might be the exact same. Just like more people are making videos and the threshold for quality continues to go higher. But at that point, hopefully we'll be at some level where that won't matter as much. I don't know, but I will say like, I, I've definitely thought ahead, um, a few years I've definitely thought you know what am I going to do after your everyday nerd becomes like a show where everybody knows exactly what it's going what's going to come out of it there's nothing interesting else that I can do with it what am I going to do at that point and I like I know exactly what I'm going to do I'm going to keep making the show but I'm going to be putting more of my own personal time into these bigger projects that I want to do and start outsourcing more of the, the like grunt work, grunt work. Yeah. Of your everyday nerd to other people. Like the editing, I'm going to like completely leave up to somebody else at some point. The, um, I'm going to try to keep the writing the same. I'm going to try to keep hosting as long as possible, but eventually like I want to start, uh, additional channels, for spinoffs of your everyday nerds. So there's like an entire TV show version of it, but with a different host. Mm -hmm. Like I, 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 because I know that there's going to be a ceiling for it. And I know that the only way at that point that I can grow from whatever number that is, I don't know what it's going to look like. It could be 50,000 subscribers. It could be 20 million subscribers. Who the fuck knows? Right. I don't know. There's still a long way out. But it's like, Right, but I, but I know that like when that ceiling hits for your everyday nerd, I'm not going to stop making the show. I'm going to keep on pushing it out. Um, but I'm going to start like the the only way that it can grow from there is just by making more episodes and they're not going to work on that one channel, so I'm just going to like make other channels and have other people host and have other people write and just kind of have like you know, me be more of an overseer than anything at that point so that I can spend my time making a movie or a TV show or a game or whatever it may be off of YouTube because I know that those aren't going to do well on the same YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't agree with that 100%. I'm not sure quite what I'm going to do, but I think the important thing to note here is that like YouTube is not the end game, right? It, right, it no, can't absolutely. Be. It can't be the end game. As much as YouTube would like you to think that you could do this forever and ever that uh, either YouTube's going to give out or you are first, frankly. Uh, whether you yourself decide to do something different or, or whether YouTube forces you to because that's how the platform is going. I'm not sure which one's going to happen first with me. I'm not sure what's going to happen first for a lot of channels. 
but the point's still the same. YouTube cannot be your end game. It can simply, it can be an avenue to that. It can be a great starting point. Uh, you can transition into it and out to other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it can't be the end goal anymore. And, and that's sad because it's like, we do a podcast about YouTube and we have all these creators who are on YouTube and like, you know, we're all here for each other and all this sort of stuff. And the idea, the idea of being like, oh, journey's over. <laughs> Cause we care more about the journey and the progress. Right. And for that to be over on one platform and having to like continue it somewhere else, kind of scary and kind of sad at the same time, you know? And I get it. It's the right thing to do, but like it doesn't make it any less. Um, scary I guess is the word to use for sure I think one of the things that's going to like impact a lot of people's decisions as to what they're going to do in 5-10 years on YouTube uh, if they've become successful if they've got a platform you know if they've got an audience on here I think the biggest thing that's going to impact that is like how much more they want like how much more ambitious are you after you've made it quote unquote made it on YouTube mm-hmm. because theoretically you could just keep going until the channel runs down into the ground and you're more of an obscure figure in the community than than where you once were but if like you live a modest life and you save money like theoretically you could be good for a long time and not have to worry about working any other jobs or anything like that right mm-hmm. like that's very possible but then I know for some people especially like myself like I want to keep on creating and bigger, better you know, pushing the boundary. Yeah. Exactly. And, and so like, I know that I'm going to have to like keep doing this kind of stuff somewhere. Um, and like, I have some of those, like I said, I have some of those like plans kind of thought out a little bit, but at the end of the day, it's just going to come down to when it comes, you know, when it gets there. Right. Cause for all I know, for all I know, YouTube could just not work out and I could be a janitor for the next 20 years. Like, let's be honest. It could happen. Right? You never know. It could happen. You never, you never know. But it's like, hopefully I believe in myself enough and I, I know what, what kind of work needs to be done. Then I'm not completely full of shit. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. things will work out in a, in a nice manner, but we'll see. We'll see when we get there. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of people complain about the future too much. That's true. When in reality, it's like... Not as bad as you make it out. You gotta... Right. That and the only way that you can affect the future is if you pay attention to what you're doing, like, literally right now. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. We had uh, gotten a topic suggestion of, like, doing an update on YouTube alternatives. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's kind of, you know, something that annoys us. is like, right now... At the very least, in 2019, January 20th, as we're recording this, you're not going anywhere else but YouTube. Uh, either because yeah. these other platforms are dying, like gone, literally, or uh, they're trying to grow and they're not relevant enough yet for most people to jump shit. Um, nor will they ever be, perhaps, unless something drastically changes. Uh Part of my pet peeve with YouTube in general is just how much of a fucking monolith it is. Titan it is, yeah. How much it fucking controls literally almost everything video <laughs> ever. And it sucks that, like, there's no, well, hey, fuck you, I'm gonna do my own thing. And there is. There absolutely is. I know of examples. I hear about them on Twitter all the time. 
but they have so yeah. much fucking catching up to do before I can be like, yeah, yeah, fuck you, dude. I'm gonna do my own shit. <laughs> like, whatever. Uh, well, that's like... We're prisoners, almost. We're in, in a garden wall. <laughs> For me, it's like, what on earth is gonna happen to Google in the next 10, 15, 20 years that'll make Google irrelevant, that'll make, and and therefore make YouTube irrelevant. Because as long as Google's relevant, YouTube's relevant. Right. And I, I think it's clear to say that with like Google Chrome being one of the most used browsers on, for internet, Android being like the only competitor to iPhones, like, I, I just don't see anything in the near, like, 20, f- 20 years into the future where Google is just going to shut down all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. And if if it comes to that, then I feel like we might have bigger issues to fry than, you know, oh, it's YouTube's down, right? Yeah. But uh, That's true. I don't know. That's absolutely true. I don't know. It's like, I... The only future I see where Google is shut down is like, it's the post-apocalyptic world. Twenty nukes have been shot. You're know, <laughs> right, like worse, like all over the place scenario. And like now we need to focus on getting food. Like fuck your YouTube videos. Yeah. Otherwise, though, like it's probably still gonna be a thing for a good while. Uh, and because of that, if they decide to change a rule or an algorithm or a whatever, you're in that position where like, all right, adapt or die. Let's go. And. uh Right. That's a good skill to have, and that's fun to have. But man, if it doesn't get tiring, <laughs> when it happens every fucking sure. month, you know, like pick something and stick to it at least <laughs> for a little bit. Yeah. But things move fast. And I think there's, you know, I think to a certain extent, once you kind of figure out your ground, figure out your footing on YouTube, I don't think you have to do as much adapting. Sure. At a certain point. Yeah. Like, I think you can rive a wave of success for a while without adapting too much. But even even people like PewDiePie, like, you know, big-ass channel with, like, 20 million subscribers doing Let's Plays had to change his content strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of those are more personal reasons. But even then, I don't think PewDiePie would be as relevant today if he was still just doing Let's Plays. Yeah, I agree with that. I wouldn't be watching The him. change was necessary. And good change yeah. is a thing, for sure. Obviously, we mm-hmm. spent a lot of the episode talking about that, but there definitely is another side to things for, like, continuing to try to stay relevant is a bit iffy. Uh, let, me, let me ask you this. How do you feel... Because I've gone back and forth on this. Like, how do you feel about the quote-unquote corporate YouTube, right? On some days, I'm like, this is a bad thing. YouTube is for the people. Mm. We should be able to create whatever we want. And then on the other hand of things, I'm like, well, we were the ones asking to be monetized. And as soon as we got monetized and money was involved, well, then businesses got involved. And then in order for them Mm. to be profitable, they have to do this. And if they're not profitable, like we don't exist. I've gone back and forth and I'd love to hear what you have to say. I, I think it's very, it's very much a dichotomy of the two. And, and I, I think that I agree with both sides. And I know that's kind of a cop-out answer, but I do. Like, I agree with both sides. It, it sucks that, like, YouTube has gone this corporate route. And they have. Like, at this point in time, they have definitely gone corporate. There's no denying it. Like, 
you can't say a bad word on the platform without having the chances of being demonetized. Right. And that's that's a bit ridiculous when the majority of the content on your platform that made it successful was like edgy humor and content and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But also, like you said, like we wouldn't be able to stick around if we kept that edgy humor all the time because advertisers were, would stop putting their money into YouTube and then we wouldn't be making money at, in the first place. Right. And like, what's what's better in that point? Like, would you rather have the glory days of creative freedom YouTube last forever if you don't make any money? Or mm-hmm. would you rather it be like it is now where like you can make money and you can make a career and you can have fun creating things but not everything, <laughs> right? There's still that wall there. Right. Of topics you can't discuss, boundaries you can't cross, words you can't say. Not all the freedom that you had, but but some of it. And you can make money. Like, both have their advantages. Both are still valuable. Uh, but both kind of suck <laughs> as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. I, I think they both suck. I think... I don't really get mad about it because I noticed that when I could just throw in a cuss word in any video I wanted and not have any issue with it and not in YouTube, not having an issue with it in the future when I actually do make money from directly from YouTube. Like I realized that when I had to change a little bit of my content for that, the content became better. Sure. Yeah. Like I was using different words than, you know, fuck a lot and like that's cool that's good that's growth as a writer as a human being like that's cool um but then it's also like you do you do still have shows like South Park that are still making millions of dollars from the exact same humor that Let's Players do right now so again I I think it's a dichotomy right um I did a video about the YouTube Rewind which Ironically, we didn't talk about it on this platform, I don't think. Or this podcast. No, we didn't. We both made videos and, about uh, it. And we both... Uh, we did, yeah. Named it in specific categories. But, yeah. We never actually talked about it all. Yeah. Um, but I made a video that was titled, like, YouTube Rewind is not for you. Mm-hmm. And I still completely agree with it. I don't think that, like... Like, that was a corporate project to get advertisers to still be invested in YouTube. And the amount of people that were pissed about it being bad, like, is is a lot of people because they don't realize that that video wasn't for them. Right. In the first place. And eventually, there, there right. will be a point where I feel like if it gets a big enough stink and if people boycott it enough, then YouTube will have to, like, for the advertiser's sake, change it up to be a little bit better. But I do think right now that, like, Obviously, like, this this past one got shit onto Oblivion. It had a lot of problems. They're going to do one next year. Like, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No amount of fuck you in the world is going to be like, yeah, but we're still going to make money, so. <laughs> you know, I don't really care. Meme us all you want. Like, make us the most disliked video that's only going to get more attention to it anyway. You know, like. Exactly. Think we care about any of that shit? Like, probably not. Uh, you know, like. So defeated. I think I bring up the YouTube Rewind because so many... It's because YouTube... Okay, here's the problem that I have with YouTube being corporate. Yeah, right? go ahead. 
they are corporate. They're very much like we know that. Yeah. But they don't want us to know that. Yeah. <laughs> they want to still be this family friendly or not family friendly. They will still want to be like this creator friendly company that asks you on Twitter what your favorite animation, what your favorite animators are on the platform. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> like that's it's it's the same thing with big creators being out of touch. Like YouTube is out of touch. That's true. Yeah. And it's like if you want to go ahead and say like here's our new YouTube rewind. It's not like the old ones that was for you guys and for the viewers and the creators. This one is for you know, the advertisers be completely okay with it. Be like, all right, cool. I get you. Yeah. But when you're, but when you're purposely making a video saying that this is for everyone, we're going to make sure that this is for everyone. It's so disingenuous and it, it creates like, it creates the people that get pissed off because, Hey man, like you said, this is for us, but it clearly wasn't right. And they were clearly lying about it in order to get more people invested in it. And I guess that's, like, exactly. my big pet peeve with YouTube, the platform. I don't really have any after this. This is the last one I had. Well, it's just, like, a lack yeah, of fucking that. communication. Or honest communication, at the very least. Of YouTube being, like, eh, we're so fucking big. Like, we don't have to talk to anybody about what we do. And, uh, you know, when we do talk about stuff, let's just hide a lot of information. And let's not tell the whole mm-hmm. story. And let's skirt around a bunch of different issues because we can and because we're fucking big, right? Uh, when in actuality, YouTube, if you're listening, please take this idea. Communicating honestly about your intentions, both what you're doing, how you're doing, and where you want to be long-term will make you more fucking money than constantly trying to lie and swindle people into thinking <laughs> that they're in a better place when they're not. Because people love honest companies. People love fucking mm-hmm. memeable Wendy shit, memeable Arby shit. If YouTube was open and honest about everything they did, you know how much bigger their platform would be? You know how much more innovative people making videos would be if they actually cared about their platform? But they don't. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to communicate that. And so we have a lot of people in the dark. We have a lot of people who have no idea what they're fucking doing. We have a whole YouTube help scene, a scene that literally emerged out of the fact that YouTube doesn't fucking tell you any of this, right? People making money off of that. When YouTube could totally just be like, hey, man, this is the problem. This is how we're going to fix it. This is why we're doing it. Honest and open. And if people don't like our opinion, we're still making money anyway. But the least we could do to the billions and billions of fucking people on this platform, some of whom are trying to make a living by the by. The least we could do to those people is to be honest about it, but they're never going to. And that fucking wrecks me <laughs> to my core. Like, fuck off, man. Really? Yeah. It, it's that disconnect that just continues to, like, it just continues to get more and more disconnected. And that's, again, it's, it's sad. It's more sad than it is, than it does make, piss me off, honestly. Yeah. Because it's like... Like you said, if like you're honest to your creators, you're honest to your viewers, like I think that a lot more people would have a better peace of mind at what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And instead, like you're just being corporate shills and that, you know, we just have to deal with it. You just have to bend over and say, all right, YouTube, right. I'm taking it. Yeah. I'm not going to like it. <laughs> I'm going to take it. <laughs> I'm going to take it. Yeah. It would take no effort to know. fucking do that 
And that's that's what bothers me. Is they have all this fucking resources and money and the largest search engine and platforms and ways of communicating. So many different ways of communicating in this digital age. And YouTube's like, nope. The more secret we are, the better. You know? We gotta be like fucking Apple. No. Keep everything in the fucking dark. <laughs> so that you're forced I will to say, interact with us. I will say that it's it has gotten... It's gotten better and worse on both ends. Like, they've continued to do things that are, like, shitty more and more over the last, like, two years. But then also, they're continuing to, like, improve that that communication. It's just the gap is so wide that it ta- it's going to take a lot more than what they're doing to fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, like, they have the YouTube creator blog, which posts all a bunch of updates. They have a YouTube channel directly from, like, uh, some of the people that work at YouTube. And that's dope. Like, it, it, it has some interesting and valuable information there. The problem is that there's still a lot of, like, hidden information. There's still a lot of, like, oh, we're experimenting with your sub box today. Like what? Don't mind us. What? No, don't, please. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, like, it wouldn't bother me if they were just like, hey, for this couple of days, we're going to experiment with your sub box, and we're going to do this, this, and this, and then on this day... All your shit will go back to normal. We're sorry about this, uh, but it's for the betterment of the platform, and we're doing it for honest and good reasons. Cool. Right. Go ahead. Do your little fucking experiment. I'm not making any money. Have fun. Like, whatever. (laughs) But the fact that, like, the experiment happens, right, with nobody knowing, and the reasons behind it, nobody knows. And then only after the fact, when people have bitched and complained about it, are they like, oh, yeah, we we did this, but we went... Like, you were caught red-handed in the fucking cookie jar, and that's when you're going to admit it? When everybody's fucking mad at you for not being honest? You're going to be like, oh yeah, we're going to wait till people get mad about it before we actually tell anybody. Like, there's a reason you have this reputation, YouTube. There's this reason people feel like you're dishonest about stuff. <laughs> it's because it takes people on Twitter bitching enough for you to be like, oh yeah, we, we did this thing like a month ago. What? <laughs> Maybe I would have liked to known. You know? <laughs> That'd been nice. And I, f- I feel like the big reason that we expect these kind of things out of YouTube, and maybe we shouldn't. Maybe we shouldn't expect YouTube to do anything but be a place where we upload our videos and we have to deal with the repercussions and uh, of what happens, mm-hmm. right? Maybe that should be our mindset. And for the most part, like, that is my mindset on this platform. Um, but I think the reason that we have these expectations is because our viewers on our individual channels have these exact same expectations from us. Yeah. When we make a change, like they explain or they expect us to explain why we made that change. And so we do it. Yeah. You know, at least the good people do it, yeah, right? Hopefully. <laughs> and like when we experiment with something, like our viewers, especially our dedicated viewers, like expect us to mention, hey guys, we're gonna be we're gonna be uh, experimenting with upload Days. We're going to change our days from Monday to Wednesday, Monday and Wednesday to Tuesday and Thursday. Like that is what the viewers expect. Mm-hmm. And that's why creators expect it from YouTube. Exactly. But I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't, maybe we shouldn't expect that from YouTube. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. We definitely are a lot more open as YouTubers than YouTube is itself. Um, I think there is a bit of a difference, though, between, like, us being like, hey, this is why I'm doing this thing, hope you understand, 
and YouTube being like, we're not going to tell you, and it'll affect your livelihood. <laughs> like, right. at the very least, when we make an update video, right, and we explain why we're doing these things, at the end of the day, like, it doesn't really hurt anybody, per se. And, you know, nobody's getting screwed over. Uh, and most viewers, at least ones that are understandable, realize that we're doing this, you know, to help make the content better in the long run. Right? Like, it comes from a place of genuineness. As opposed to, we're not going to be genuine or honest, and uh, you're also going to lose money because of it. <laughs> you know? Right. That is that is true. I think it also... One of the reasons I try not to complain about YouTube too much is because every change they do make is to keep viewers on the platform. Mm-hmm. And so, like... When, when people complain about YouTube, it's not the viewers that are complaining. Right. It's very rarely the viewers that's complaining. It's us. <laughs> it's, it's the creators that complain. Yeah. Like, we complain because they change something that makes us have to work a little bit harder to, to get, to grow our channels or be successful or whatever. And, like, that's just the reality of it. And that's why I'm trying to, like, do better about not complaining about YouTube. It's why I don't really make a whole lot of public, um complaints on Twitter about this new change that YouTube made um, because at the end of the day like it, there's nothing I can do about it mm-hmm. and at the end of the day like the viewers are benefiting out of these changes most likely because it's giving the viewers exactly what they want when they want it I mean and so go ahead the platform continues to grow right like obviously they're doing something yeah. right you know exactly Just- and that's what's so we got to realize, I guess, is that we can keep making these complaints, but they ain't going to change nothing for us. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that sort of goes back to the first part of the podcast where we were like, all right, nitpicking and whatever isn't going to change anything. Like we have to, we still have to get better and everything. And hopefully uh, through all these changes in an ideal world would lead us to making even better content and pushing that ceiling up. Right. Right. Uh, Hopefully, YouTube is doing it to sort of nudge us into being like, you know, what if you fix that lighting a little bit? Or what if you, like, you know, introduce a little bit of script writing in this? Or, like, what if you filmed a little bit on location? Or, like, slowly dropping hints at being like, hey, yeah, we know it's impossible to compete with, like, a YouTube editor or a late night host, but you could get closer. You could close that gap. <laughs> you know? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean,. The creation of your everyday nerd wouldn't have happened if I wasn't thinking, how can I please the algorithm, but also make content I'm proud of? Wow. And I'm like super happy with this show. I'm, I'm excited for more episodes. Like it's, it's, I feel like it's some of the best content I've ever put out. And I wouldn't have done that had I had stopped trying to be a variety channel and trying to niche my channel down because that's what makes the, that's what gets the views. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I, it's why, like, this episode, more or less, the only solution it really solves is, like, giving us therapy. Giving us but, therapy. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, which is important sometimes. I do think that venting is a beneficial thing. Uh, but also, like, again, these complaints, like you said, can push us in the right direction and push us to do better as creators. Yeah. Some people will be blind to it and be like, eh, whatever, fuck you. <laughs> but, you know, people who, who enjoy what they're doing, 
or love what they're doing and trying to grow, being like, hmm, maybe you, maybe you do have a point. Uh, yeah. You know, maybe they're, there's such a, okay. I, I said I didn't have any more pet peeves. I have one more actually. Uh, okay. and this is a problem with the community and not necessarily like YouTube itself. We've gotten to the point now where we are so cynical about fucking everything. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> about absolutely. our content, uh, our viewers, uh, the platform, whatever. Like we have been beaten down, uh, thrown in the shitter. Like nothing has gone right. And rather than being like, let me let me make things better, we have in in a sense just formed even bigger like pity parties. <laughs> so we're trying to everything's avoid. the end of the world. Yeah, everything's like a problem, and it shouldn't be. I agree. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with this. Um, it's kind of like like the philosophy of one of the philosophies of like Gary Vaynerchuk is you know, like stop complaining about shit and like make it better. Yeah, because. The more you complain, the the more time you're just sitting there doing the same thing over and over again. It's not working, and it's clear it's not working, so why are you still doing it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Um, there's so many things that, like, I complained about back in the day, and just by realizing, hey, that's out of my control, or, hey, that is out of my control let me do or that isn't my control let me do something about it right what can I actively change here right I think that was I mean that was one of my highlights of 2018 like I mentioned it in our like little video sending off that year um like just being self aware and realizing that it's not the end of the world for for certain things and that I can actually change things and that's pretty dope yeah very much we, we are very much still in control and have the chance to, you know, make things better about all these different events that we've talked about in one form or another. Like, you want exactly. things to stop being so cynical? We'll start putting out more positive fucking content, right? Mm-hmm. You want YouTube to stop being shallow? Then do a podcast and add value, right? Like, oh, my channel isn't working. Find ways to actively improve, <laughs> you know? There's always, there's always something we could be doing at any given point. You never stop growing. You never stop learning. You never stop trying new things. And if you are at that point where you have stopped, uh, it's probably why you're in the position you are now. (laughs) So, yeah, you know, pretty much again. And and it's like, I wholeheartedly have empathy for those people. Like everybody that like we've complained about every group of people that we've complained about today. I wholeheartedly like feel for them. I'm like, like I understand where you're coming from, but like, here's what you can do to make things better. And so like, I still have hope for these, these people, right? Like I, I hope that they end up growing and getting better, but you know, they gotta, they gotta do it themselves. Yeah. At this point. Right. We can't help everybody, (laughs) you know, without people wanting to help themselves. So, yeah, that's the thing about this podcast. We could offer all the advice in the world, but if you know people aren't willing to take it and just sit there and meander, well, then like I guess all we're offering at that point is like entertainment value or therapy, which is important too. But you know, yeah, obviously isn't the intent, <laughs> <laughs> right? Behind it, but we do what we can. You know, we try to get better. We try to improve, and 
like I've mentioned several times in this episode, I am at one point or another at fault for a lot of this sort of stuff at one point in my life. Same. You know, the last thing I want to do is to give everybody the impression that I'm better than everybody or like I've never made these mistakes or whatever. Like I have, obviously. I, I Just today, just during this podcast, I got rid of the fucking Twitter bot. Like, <laughs> you know, if that isn't like clear enough that I'm still improving and still learning, then hopefully you'll continue to see it in future videos. I, I think it shows that like we, we make these complaints about other people, but like I, I also am making some complaints at my past self, right? Like I wouldn't be able to talk so deeply about these topics if it wasn't for the fact that I was in the exact same place at one point, you know? Yep. But, uh, it comes from a place of love. At the end of the day, if you feel like we were targeting you or bullying you or whatever throughout this episode, like, number one, we're not getting specific for a very good reason. We don't want to fucking <laughs> lambast anybody. Um, I love bullying people. I don't want to talk about Yeah, Zach does. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was bullied as a kid, so it's okay. But the other thing, too, is, like, I'm not being mean to be mean. I'm being mean to be like, hey, dude, sure. here's how you can recognize that this is you and fix yourself, right? Yeah. Or try something different. You know? And it's hard. And, and Improving is hard. I get it. You know? We've talked about it a lot in this podcast about how change and improving is hard. Uh, but you got to do it, man. <laughs> you got to, you know, try day after day something, Definitely. anything any form of effort and if you're not complaining and if you like what you do and you don't care if you get big or not hey man you keep doing you too cause that shit's just as valuable definitely alright that's that's where I'd like to be honestly yeah if you're small and you're not complaining and you're just continuing to work and you don't care whether you get big or not like do you man there ain't nothing wrong with that we're focusing on people who like know there's an issue <laughs> Exactly. So. I agree. Um, constructive criticism is good. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't have anything else to say on it. I probably do, but, like, we'd be here longer. We'd be here all day. <laughs> I'm not, I'm going to be real with you. I kind of want to get something to eat soon, so. That's true. That's valid. Yeah. I, I think we're, I think we're done being angry boys for today. The venting has stopped. Yeah. You feel better? You feel a little bit better? I feel better, honestly. There you go. I feel better. Is it a mission, um, mission accomplished? It made me think... I was playing Mega Man 5 throughout this. And I was thinking... Man, I really suck at this game. Yeah? But, like, talking about some of these things and realizing, like, I just have to adapt mm-hmm. and improve my game. I can't be mad at the game, right? You really can't. Like, it's, it's all my fault. Like, it, it helps put things in perspective. You really do. Like, I was still mad at the game, but, like, you know. <laughs> Fuck Mega Man 5. I'll put things in perspective. <laughs> but anyways. We have some comments today. Some comments? Our beautiful viewers. That's right. You're beautiful. Don't let nobody else tell you otherwise. Love yourself, man. Love yourself. Yeah. Yes. Um, we have three comments today. Are they all from the newest from, uh, episode? They are. Okay, cool. I'm on it now, so I can look at all of them. Hype. I'll let you read the first one. Uh, you can pick one. 
Just pick one. Doesn't matter. I'll do the patient comment because I like reading them. <laughs> okay. This one's about okay. medium length, I'd say. Not quite novel standards, but you know, a little bit, a little bit there. Novella. Novella. You know? Yeah. But you know, we still got a little bit here. Uh, patient writes. I'll try writing that essay again at some point before 2020. <laughs> I'd love to see it. Um, one thing I did want to hit on was the difference between stagnation and burnout. Stagnation, I believe, is when you get creatively comfortable. You find a formula that works, it's relatively easy to do, and it's constantly received well. Whether or not your content stops grabbing that audience, uh, your content is stagnating. It isn't changing. It's staying exactly the same. It can still be popular and well-received, but it doesn't mean it's creatively fulfilling. Stagnation is the halt of creative progress. Burnout, on the other hand, is exhaustion. Your content can be creatively fulfilling, well-received, and everything you want as a creator... That you're so focused on your output that you neglect your own physical and mental health. Burnout is working too hard. At me next time, okay? LOL. Uh, <laughs> you don't even have to watch the episode now. You can just read that paragraph and pretty much get the basis of it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. It's a really good summation. Uh, I like what you added Completely here. I agree. I really like what you added here. Stagnation being the halt of creative process. That's wonderful. That is... That's a sexy sentence. I don't know about I could frame some of this shit in like a motivational like quote yeah. website. You know? Absolutely. And I think like we talked about stagnation as far as like channels that weren't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. But I don't think we talked too much about like creative stagnation. Yeah. We Very hit real. on it, but not <laughs> but like that is that's the thing. I agree. Uh anyway. She says, question of the day, if I saw a channel stagnating as long as they're willing to listen to me, I tell them to just try something new. Think of something quite different to your current content and just go all out. Put your all into something new and see if it works. Take the gamble. It really depends on if you want to be creatively fulfilled or if you want big, big number. (laughs) I agree. Hell yeah. (laughs) Straight up. Yeah, completely agree on that one. A lot of what you said here kind of applies to this episode as well. Take the gamble. Take the risk. Go for it if you really want to do it, right? Like, whatever. Uh, question of the day Absolutely. two. I'm not supporting on Anchor. You two get enough emotional support from my Twitter <laughs> account at I am the patient. Go hit it up. Wow. Wow. She knew we were reading these I comments. It was like, let me put my Twitter well, handle in here. <laughs> <laughs> let me put my Twitter handle there. <laughs> that's hilarious. You should put your Instagram in there next that's, time. That's <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And then finally, she says, loving the fresh new style, by the way. I really love it. It's so fucking good. Hey, I'm a fan of it, too. Um, As far as the, like... Like, I was mentioning earlier, uh, or I think it was yesterday in my Discord, somebody had said something about being bored. Parker was talking about being bored. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I don't understand how the fuck you can be bored when there's so much out there to do. Really and it's like, like that. that's that's how I feel about like like if your channel stagnating like like patient said like same thing with boredom like just do something different do something new agree it'll uh, push you in the right direction I think hell yeah really good comment yeah a lot a lot of value in that honestly just go read the comment don't even watch the last episode it's good enough <laughs> it's good yeah. enough shit. By the way, for uh, the listeners that don't know this, because this is going to go into the Caffro comment, uh, we are reading episodes a week behind because we're a week ahead in the recording schedule. Yeah. I know. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make sense to us either, but it, it's happening. So that's 
We're reading we're reading episode 33's comments. So 34 will be out by the time we were uh by the time this one eventually goes up. But you know yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll get to episode 34 when it actually uploads, when we can read them. But for now, we're a week ahead. We're reading episode 33's comments. We'll get to all of them eventually. Yeah. That's the that's the important thing. <laughs> so Mr. Calfro posted to answer your question of the day. I'm not supporting you because you ain't reading my damn comment. Get on it and then you'll get your toll, troll. Hey, hey, hey. Hey. I, I think that's the big connect. Hey, hey, hey. I think that's what it is. Uh, and then I said LMAO. We read it in the next episode. We got a bit ahead in, in recording. And he said, crap, now I owe you guys money. So <laughs> LOL. I'm glad he understands how this works. Um, if only there was an avenue to do fucking that. Fucking money. <laughs> Uh, speaking of uh, giving us money, hmm. I'm all about that. Uh, if you go to anchor.fm slash another dash YouTube dash podcast, you can support us like Patreon basically, but for the podcast. Um, I actually took out the Patreon thing in all the descriptions. So it's just like this link now. But you can support us for like a dollar a month, five dollars a month, or ten dollars a month. Or I think there's a custom version as well. Um, and that's just if you love us enough that you're like, hey, I have an extra five bucks this month. Take it. Might as well. One makes more PP hard. I'm not going to lie. Um, I also want to point out that like we're getting really solid listens on the other platforms lately. We are. Yeah. Um, and it's it's nice. It's it's really nice. I'm not going to lie. Uh, January um, has been a really good month for us there's a return uh, we've gotten more listens this month than we did in like the last three months so that's pretty cool I agree it's been a been a good time to be a YouTube podcast boy I agree anyway um, we got another comment, comment. yeah uh, one that we haven't had for a while of kind of like usually people just comment like hey you're doing well whatever this is like a problem <laughs> comment, which I like a lot. That's why we're able to yeah. kind of like give advice in a comment, which is really cool. Uh, anyway, it's from a master of master. I think I pronounced that right. I don't know. Yes. The dude with the dinosaur duck head. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my channel is pretty much dead due to the fact that I had a one-two punch of both stagnation and burnout at the same time or very close to it. And I had my channel since 2008 Dang, it's been longer than 10 years. Damn. <laughs> mm. And well, there is only one true way to bring that back. I have to rebrand and redo slash recreate everything. In a way, this is a comment to myself more so than to you, XD. But yeah. Okay. Seeing how that I must look at myself, much like how everyone has to, I think I know what I must do. And you make a good point about pivoting. I never learned how to do that. Even today, I still don't know how. It looks like I have to learn now. I feel inspired and lost at the same time after listening to this video. <laughs> and for a question, and hopefully a future topic, and one that I would like to join in on, how can a YouTube channel be revived slash rekindled? Thanks for the comment. Ooh. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Um, I've known a master master for a very long time, like six years, six or seven years now. You go back. Uh, so it's cool that he he found the podcast, is listening. Um and I, I mean, that's a very real issue. I know for his specific case, he made videos a long time ago, made them for a while, gained a fairly decent following as a small YouTuber, um, but then had a couple of long hiatuses and 
Like that will basically kill a channel. Yeah. If you wait long enough, um, for sure. Yeah. And it's unfortunate, especially like he was in the gaming community and like doing let's plays in the prime time of let's plays, but then to like stop and then have to come back. Like it, it, it's a problem. Like dead channels happen. Um, I just realized I've never looked at his channel before. I should probably do that right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Take a look at it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Here's my question to you, Aiden. Should we tackle this right now, or should we should we make this its own video? Because I think it'd be a good or its own episode. I think we should offer like something, at least for a specific case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for sure. To be like, hey, he commented. Let's give him a little bit of advice here. But for like the overall topic of that, like if we want to get like real broad into it, yeah, I'd be fine with having him on. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Sweet. I would say right off the bat, if I have the issue where like I feel like my channel is dying and I need to like rekindle it or revive it, um, what I personally did was I just started a new channel and uh, I don't recommend this to everybody because some people, and I've, I've seen this before, they're like, my channel's dead, let me go start a new YouTube, let me start another channel, but they've only had the other channel for like a few months. Right, yeah. And so what ends up happening is somebody is like making a new channel every few months because they feel like their channel is quote unquote dead. Like that's not the case. This is for the people who's had a, what I'd consider a legacy channel. Yeah. Channel that's been around for at least five years or longer. I'm still scrolling. I haven't reached the bottom yet, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of content. It's like, like I said, it's similar to like my Subijian Games channel. Let's plays from like five, six, seven years ago. Like... It's clear that what I was doing may have worked at one time, but because of hiatuses and because of audience changing and because of algorithm changing, like that channel, that content doesn't work currently. Now, maybe that content would work on a new channel because it would have a fresh start. We have even mentioned it in this podcast when I created uh, Zack Snyder Productions. Like one of the reasons for me doing that was I could have done the same content on the other channel. But I thought that having a fresh start with new, with like that zero subscriber mark and starting fresh, I thought that would be the best idea. And I I think it still is the best idea. It's definitely like helped me grow more than, more and faster than it would have had it been on the other channel. Yeah, I think so. I'm still scrolling, by the way. I have not, (laughs) throughout that entire speech, I am still. Fucking, well, let me just, let me just say this, dude. Your fucking work ethic, holy shit! Like, man, this is a guy right here who saw like the height of let's plays. It was like, let me do like a thousand fucking series and finish them. Like, no yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. This dude has like about as many fucking series as Chucker Conroy, if not more, and most of them are finished. <laughs> like, whoa, dude. Yeah. 1,084 videos. 1,084 videos. Jesus Christ, my guy. Yeah. When someone when someone's like, hey, I'm a Let's Player and I'm not doing well, like, what shall I do? Like, I tend to think, like, oh, they probably have only been doing it for a few months or, you know, they don't finish a series or they don't upload often or, like, you know, kind of the telltale signs of, like, a struggling channel. Mm. Back in his heyday, this dude fucking had something on lock here. Uh, yeah. Thumbnail-wise, yeah, like... Obviously, they're a little outdated now, but back in the day, this was, like, kind of top-tier shit at the time. 
and all these views were like pretty cool as well so like dude let me just say <laughs> that way to see something and like pounce on it right way to see an audience and, and an idea on youtube and like go full in hard work ethic on it uh that's something that not a lot of people do um and you fucking took advantage of it so shout out to you uh however that does get into the thing where like clearly it's 2019 we've kind of passed the point of this content being uh quote-unquote in its heyday and these thumbnails could definitely right. use a little bit of work as well uh <laughs> and stuff mm-hmm. but man i don't know like if he still wants to do let's plays I think, like, a little bit of rebranding and a little bit of, like, spit and polish could go a long way into helping revive this channel. If he doesn't want to do Let's Plays... I think it's possible, yeah. ...and wants to go in a different route, like, make higher produced stuff or, like, video essays or whatever, I could also see him, like, doing what you said and just make a new channel and probably do really well with it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But, man, this dude's just, like, a relic of of an era. (laughs) And it's so cool to see that he's still, like, making stuff. So shout out to you, man. Yeah. No, I, I think it's like I found um, a master master like back in the day when I was doing like the exact same thing, right? Like posting two to three Let's Play parts a day and like really just being invested in that. And it, it, it's clear that 2019 is a completely different atmosphere for the for the platform. Right. Um. So I, I do think it's going to be... It's going to be some self-awareness. It's going to be like asking, what do I want to do now? I actually, I know personally that he's doing a lot of live streaming now. Right. And that's kind of his big thing. He wants to be a Twitch partner this year, um, which I think is a very like good route to go. And if you want to do live streaming and make that your thing, like literally go 100% into live streaming. Yeah. Live streaming is a great route to go (laughs) for sure. It simply depends on like what you want to do, what your ambition is. Because if you're cool with just doing live streaming, just do that. But if you also want to make videos, then figure out what kind of videos you want to do, whether it's li- whether it's Let's Plays or or not. Mm-hmm. Um, make that decision and then just go for it. And yeah, and then just go from there. I mean, his most recent content over the past four months, and this is after a eight month hiatus and then before that an entire like year or two hiatus um it's a lot of live streams he was doing youtube live streams yeah for like four months yeah and then uh and then i'm assuming that's when he pivoted to twitch yeah which i think is a smart move honestly he said he didn't know how to pivot but he actually kind of did a perfect example of like what to do in that case yeah being like i want to do twitch now okay fucking go all in on it right if you want to do it if you still want to do, like, Let's Plays on the side, or if you've ever thought about, like, going into more ambitious content, you know, you could do that as well. It's just, like, like Zach said, figuring out what you want to do and go hard into it. I'd actually say, personally, I... Oh, and get a graphic designer he has a somewhere few... on board. Because <laughs> these thumbnails <laughs> are killing me, man. <laughs> he has a few, uh, he has a few videos that were made about a year ago when he, like, made a return where they're game reviews. Ooh. And they have a little bit more, like, production quality put into. And I watched a couple of them when he put them out there, and I liked them. Um, So, like, if that's something he wants to do, like, he could definitely just do an entire channel of game reviews. Pivot into that, even, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but again, it depends on what you want to do. And I'm still completely cool with having you on the podcast and we can talk about like the specifics of reviving a YouTube channel. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I kind of want to talk to you now after seeing all all this shit. Like I'm kind of excited (laughs) about this. (laughs) Yeah. Should be good. Yeah. Should be good. But, uh, thank you for the comment. Hopefully we've helped you at least a little bit here. I think you're in the right direction. Yeah. For sure. I think doing Twitch is a good idea. I think streaming and figuring out like what you want to do as far as YouTube is a good idea. Uh, rebranding is definitely a good idea. And if you want to do it like more hardcore stuff, like make a new channel if you want, you know, I think you're the type of person, obviously that like, if you're inspired and want to do something, you'll put the effort in and doing it. Um, which means you're a lot easier to help <laughs> than a lot of other people. <laughs> For sure. So I think you'll succeed For no sure. matter what you do, man. Yeah, I agree. Cool. But that is our well, our comments, ladies and gentlemen. We've read them all. Comments. We will read uh, episode 34's con- comments next week when that episode is up. And Might be a little late, comments there. but that's my fault. I've had... The internet here is not good, so it'll take me a while to give the file to Zach. Yeah, I should have actually messaged you earlier in the week, and then this morning I was, like, working, and I was like, oh, shit, Sunday, it's Sunday. LOL. Probably need to go put out that podcast episode. Um, I, I, I was thinking about moving the, the upload day to Mondays, but, like, then the same shit will just happen. Again, be yeah. I'm like, fuck it, we'll just keep it on Sundays. Eventually we'll get back on track. And, exactly. But we've been getting them out. Um, the last couple, last few weeks, which is good. Still so, an episode ahead, so. Not too concerned. We're doing something right. Anyways, um, let's end it. Yeah. It's been a good episode. It has been a long one, but a good one. And hey, feel free to comment on uh, this one. Let us know what you're thinking. Um, what are your thoughts? And a question of the day, what are your YouTube pet peeves? You can talk about YouTubers or the platform. The only thing I'd ask you to do is to kind of do it in an approach like we did where we didn't call people out. Um, I don't want the comment section to be like a whole drama beef thing where you're just calling out a bunch of people you hate. Like, uh, kind of steer away from that and offer like a little bit of, of help along the way. Because we're all about spreading love, not not hate. So Yeah. Unless you want to talk shit about Aiden. Yeah, go ahead. Like, go ahead. If you have problems with me, I want to hear them all out in the open. <laughs> Yeah, stay tuned to next week when I start a beef with Zach. Because uh, I'm, I'm hyped about that. <laughs> Hell to the yell. <laughs> Have you seen... I want to bri- briefly mention this. Have you seen the Jack Black YouTube channel yet? I know it exists. I've not watched a video yet. Okay. Uh, how, how would you feel if I told you it's actually good? <laughs> oh, Lord. I didn't expect it to be. I was like, wait... What? After Will Smith being in YouTube Rewind, we have another celebrity coming on the platform. They feel like genuine YouTube videos, and it's beautiful. Oh, Lord. So excited now. Yeah. Anyways. Go watch Jack Black, everybody. Um, Go watch Jack Black and Will Smith. I've been Zach. I've been Aiden. We want to thank you for listening to this episode of another YouTube podcast. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.